this week on the Steam Machine Podcast. Hey, close the window, Inwa. You're letting in some Morrowind. Cue the music! Seven figures, life without worry. You're not a gift, you call your Christmas, cause you're game weary. They buy a little late, but when you're rich, you're never in a hurry. Vacation in I'm a fan, you would never worry. <sighs> chase a bad kid, never chase a tame. I was grinding, you were screaming, I don't have no name. You think you're a player, I am ready on the game. We are not the same, check your blood pressure. Outland, take a look at my network. Outland, take a look at my Outlander, I am wealthy on measure. Outlander, those boots are part gone. Leather. Outlander, I am filthy rich. You're a filthy wit. Your luck is that zero. He won't catch you dead. I be smelling good, but you know I'm the shit. Okay. Let me show you why they call me Saint Only brains I know up in my pocket. Yeah. I am filthy rich, but this is not a money. I'm not more at all. But don't look at me, money. I did my time. If you cross me, it'll be bloody. <sighs> chase a bad kid, never chase a tame. I was grinding, you were screaming. I don't have no name. You think you're a player? I am ready on the game. We are not the same. Check your blood pressure. Outlander, take a look at my network. Outlander, take a look at my cheddar. Outlander, I am wealthy on measure. Outlander, those boots are part gone. Hey everybody and welcome to another exciting, wonderful, splendiferous episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and joining me, as always, with the Destructo Bros. Hey, what's everybody? It's Nate. Hey, it's Willie. How you doing? <laughs> Willie, do you have a cold? You sound different. I, I have a love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you love coal. I know we've talked about this. That's why you're always a bad boy, so Santa gives you all of it, but... I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm a real retro. <laughs> Are you, okay, yes, uh, Mikolov is here, and uh, Willie is absent this week, but we do have Nate, like we heard, and everyone, oh, I'm just happy to be playing Elder Scrolls, I'm not going to lie. I was just happy <laughs> to be in some Bethesda, so I'm in a good mood this episode, but I want to be courteous to the guest. My good sir, what have you been up to here lately? Your boy's got gout. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, went to the doctor today and he's like, yep. Yeah. You got a little bit of gout. You're getting old. (laughs) Drink drink more water. Take some medicine. Put a brace on it. If it doesn't go away, let me know. Is it in your wrist or something? It's in my wrist. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I can't move my thumb without like excruciating pain. Fine. I thought that that was something that you only got in your foot. Interesting. So did I. <laughs> it's like God, don't turn forty. I'm telling you, like stuff goes downhill fast. I got nine years. Yeah. Well, no, enjoy. I it. got eight years in a few months. I have three years. 
<laughs> so this is a problem because I just got a handheld in for my uh, next round of content that is actually right behind me. It weighs two pounds and has an 8.4 inch screen. And so I'm very concerned with my ability to hold it. Well, luckily, if you follow the doctor's orders, the gout should clear up and you should be all right. It should clear up, I think, by the end of the week. If it doesn't clear up by tomorrow, he's going to go to the next step, which is probably me taking pills for a couple of days and then... Hydrate yourself, bitch. Oh, I have... So I have a bottle of water right here with with my son on it. And this is my home bottle. And I've already filled this like three times. When I'm at work, I have a 32-ounce bottle that I send kids to fill when I'm done drinking it. And I've filled that twice. How do I still have freaking gout? (laughs) Uh, I mean, it it can be diet things. It could just be stress. Like I don't know. There's there's multiple multitude of reasons that can bring it on. I believe I get this thing in my wrist yeah. on this one where this bone right here swells yeah. up, Oof. and it's just like it just hurts. I think it's carpal tunnel or whatever. Oh, go ahead, no. make your make your jokes. No, I don't want to make any jokes. Like, I already that's know. Not, that's, like, that's not a... Oh, I see where you're where you're going at, but no. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about how much Carpal Tunnel sucks. I was I was not thinking about anything inappropriate. Oh, wait, this isn't JRPG Report. I could be lewd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Yaspot either, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, that's it's true. This right. happy medium I between can, the I, two. I, 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 I could I be happy medium. Okay. Gout. Gout. Let it all out. These are the things I could do without. <laughs> Come on. Hurts when I move thumb. Come, Come on. on. I think that hurt Nikolov's heart a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he faced Braum pretty hard I, there. I, cho- I chose this. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You asked, you asked to be here. I, I did. Yeah, and you're going to be I on the chose, next. I chose the line. You're going to be on the next one, too, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Oh, spoiler! <laughs> that's true. But well, you guys don't get to know what that next one is until the end of this episode. There's uh there there is logic behind it. That's all I'm saying. So, is there anything else you've been up to, man? Just your your medical woes and your new hand thing. <laughs> Which hand <laughs> thing are we new talking hand about? <laughs> <laughs> your handheld behind you. So I forgot the name of it. I forgot the name of it. The handheld. Yeah, sorry. I thought you were talking about the gout. <laughs> No, that's his medical issue. <laughs> oh. My bad. That's why they call it dope. No. Uh, other than that, everything's pretty chill. Works good. Uh, you know, I've just been kind of on the busy side. So anybody who's listening that actually follows my channel, I'm, I'm sorry. Things have been a little bit on the slower side lately. I, I promise I am hard at work uh, with a pile of handhelds trying to get some content out to you guys. So. I'm, I'm just getting through life. I'm, I'm gonna be okay. Fair enough, my good sir. What about you, Nate? Yeah, man. So I decided I didn't want to do the job I had anymore, so I quit. <laughs> so I'm no longer the manager of a video game store. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Back up. You quit that job? I did. Here's, so, here's what I. Here's what, hold on. I want to give you my head cannon for this. Nate's sitting at work, and he goes, man, I'm doing the same thing that Jeremy did. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm doing the same thing that Jeremy did. He's the villain. Guys, I can't do this anymore. 
I have it, to leave. That is exactly it. No, what, <laughs> what it really was is just because scheduling is a son of a bitch. Like, yeah, get, retail scheduling sucks, bro. Like, I'd be working from like noon, no, like from eleven thirty till eight on a Sunday, and then from eight a.m. until five thirty on a t- Monday, and I'm just like, man, and all this for about a quarter of the salary I was making before, and no benefits. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Did you just like drop the mic and said, actually, not even I'm drop out. the mic. Did you just do full SpongeBob and you were just like, all right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> I just left. I gave it two weeks out of courtesy because I felt kind of bad that I only stuck around for like a month, if that. But they were cool about it. I was like, it's retail. They know turnover is a thing. But I'm looking back into yeah. doing what I was doing before. I think now that I've learned that. Yo, I like the eight to five schedule. That's a cush lifestyle. Plus, benefits and pay are nicer in that world. So, yeah. and and you don't have to stand on your feet all day. I didn't mind the standing on my feet all day. That was actually kind of a welcome change in talking to people. Like I never, I didn't get an irate customer. I'm sure that would have happened if I stayed there long enough. But I was just like, <laughs> Nah, I'm good here. So I decided to take off from that. Um, leave before you hate it. I respect exactly. I had fun. I met some people that were pretty cool and I can leave happy about it and not stay there for a year when I don't need to and drive myself crazy. So I'm just full time back on looking for what I want to do, which is going to be similar to what I was doing before, just hopefully with a better place. And yeah, so that's what my plans are there. Other than that, had a fun trip to the arcade with some notables lately with with um our good buddy paul corn y'all yeah yeah and uh dave and ian from tadpog were there too nice oh, nice yes so we had a really good time um it was so funny because me and dave noticed that they had a ps5 with mortal kombat 1 on it and there was this kid probably like 12 years old how like just hawking that machine all day he was just sitting there playing mortal kombat one all day and me and dave kept looking over like is he gone is he gone no he's not gone and we were there for like five hours just waiting for this kid <laughs> every time we checked the same kid would just sit there playing mortal kombat one and we were like damn it <laughs> it's like i'm not gonna be able to play this at home i need to get it all in now so right before we were playing we were all sitting at the front talking like we were gonna leave and we looked over mortal kombat one was open <laughs> So I looked at Dave. I was like, "Dave, look." He's like, "Oh shit!" And so he you know, just ran over to the World Combat One machine and played a couple <laughs> games. And like, I played one with Dave, and that was close. And I won. Then we played. I played one with Ian, and then that kid came back, and we we're like, "Okay, we're done." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It would have been funny if that kid just came in and just smoked all of you. He would have. Like- he absolutely <laughs> would have because like. That's the thing. It's like, I like Mortal Kombat games a lot, but one thing I have to do before I can, like, fully enjoy them is learn a character so I know, like, more than a two-hit combo. (laughs) And I definitely did not have the time to do that. So, just like... We play differently. I go in as Sub-Zero and throw ice balls and hope for the best. (laughs) I go in as Liu Kang and throw fireballs and hope for the best. (laughs) I learned a going to come in and kick our dick in the dirt. I learned a few combos with a couple (laughs) characters so I can play them. And yeah, and if I have a fireball, I'll throw that at you too. (laughs) (laughs) And hope for the best. Yeah. But, excuse me, it was a really good time because, like, I hadn't hadn't seen Dave in a couple years, it feels like, and it was good to hang out with him. And then I always love hanging out with Paul. So it was a good time. I enjoyed it. I would really 
I would really like to wrangle in Dave to join us on an episode one day. Like, I know scheduling might be a little difficult, but man, like, like the Phasma revisited, if we ever do it or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, that would be, that would be fun. Yeah, it would. Dave's a cool dude, for sure. Dave's a cool dude. Um, uh, speaking of that, I know, like, we're getting really close back into spooky season, so me, Dalton, and Willie are trying yeah. to nail down the schedule for that. It's, and while I'm aware, guys, that our next episode will be releasing on the 4th of October, we're still planning on doing a regular episode for that and then diving into four weeks of spooky. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. Yes, yes, bring on the spooks. I have some ideas. The I thing, have some ideas, but nothing is set in stone. The problem is, is me, you, and Willie have too many ideas. Yeah. I always love sure. Spooktober. You guys, those, you guys put on some good content during that month. Thanks, man. Not that you don't put it on all the time. Oh, yeah, this episode's going to be hot it, fire fresh, man. Oh, yeah, well, just because you bring in weird guests. <laughs> but, yeah, well, that's about what I've been up to, Dalton. What about you, man? Well. Now, remember, this is the TSMP version, not the Yavspod version. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so long story short, I was suspended indefinitely from work because something that I said was misheard. Either way, it would have gotten me in trouble. But what it was misheard as, a lot worse than what I actually <laughs> said. So, I'm suspended indefinitely without pay at the moment. So, if you're listening to this and, you know, you, you enjoy the show, patreon.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast. Right, hold on. Let me pull up my. Let me make sure I get this right. For God's sakes, patreoncom slash Podcast. If you want to go donate to help support the show, that'll literally help me pay bills at the moment, and I would really appreciate that. <laughs> um, I got my last paycheck today, uh, so we'll see where this goes. We'll see because it's all hearsay. They don't have me on record saying anything. It's just hearsay. But in the end, the hearsay comes down to me against my shift lead. And and I, I'm not going to lie. I was petty after I went in and she told me she was suspending me. I looked at her and I went, cool, we done here? <laughs> and she said, yep. And I went, cool, so I can clock out and leave. She's like, yep. And I said, awesome. You have a good day today. And I clocked out and I go to walk out and the door shuts behind me. And I turn around and I peep, peep, peep. And I opened the door back up and I leaned in and I just went, you know, I could rat out Melanie for a hundred things I've heard her say about you, just so you know, and then shut the door and walked out. Because the lady who ratted nice. on me, I have heard her say some shit about Trisha. I also know she's a kiss ass. So, whatever. Anyway, we're not going to get, I'm not going to, I'm going to start getting mad. So we're going to, we're going to slide past <laughs> that. But yeah, if you would like to help me pay some bills, yeah, patreon.com slash steam machine podcast. But. I do have a promising interview coming up with uh, Coca-Cola, so we'll see how that goes. Um, other than that, I've been playing a certain game a lot. We'll touch on that later. Uh, I just, I've just i been playing the shit out of it. Uh, I also have been fucking around um, with some more retro arch stuff. Uh, Mika Love showed me some cool shit on there uh he helped me fix my my game boy and my game boy advance games to be bigger and i can see things but it didn't fuck anything up and it was amazing you want to try to explain that like how that works so yeah 
um, first of all, I'll start by uh, giving a quick shout out to the Gamma Squeeze on the Retro Handhelds community. This guy, he makes Android modified operating systems for retro handhelds. So this guy here that I'm going to be covering at some point, this has his operating system on it. And That's it cool. is completely optimized for RetroArch and for some of the standalones. And I have, uh, just for a little bit of context, those of you that follow the show, you know that I have a home in Steam Machine, which just says Team Retro Chat and Team Retro Announcements. Uh, I also have the same setup in the Retro Handhelds Discord, where they were nice enough to uh, bring me in and, and give me a channel there as well. And so I posted in there one day, I'm like, hey, I'm trying to make my GBA look good. Um, anybody have any ideas? And he just he just comes right in. He's like, okay, go into RetroArch. Set your video filter to normal 4X, which is already in RetroArch. It's just built in. Now go to this GitHub. Download this thing called uh, Shimmerless... I forget what it was called. Shimmerless something. Um, and that's a shader. Go put that shader in. And basically what that did was it blows up the picture, but it also blows up the pixels to match so it doesn't look distorted. And then the shader gives it a little bit more pop. And it's gorgeous. And, and it just it just takes Game Boy Advance. I think I had you pull up uh, Mario Advance 4. Yeah. And the, pix the, the pixels plus the colorization of that shader just make it look like magic. Like, if I had this back when the Game Boy was out, I would think that it was the best thing ever. I already thought Game Boy Advance was the best thing ever. But. Game Boy Advance was fire, bro. I love that. that. Like, like I said, yeah. one of the best handhelds of all time, honestly. Dude, the, I, the first game I pulled up, Earthworm Jim, I was like, I got to see it because that was that was one of my that was my jam. I never really got very far in it when I was a kid, but I played that first level a hundred times, hundred thousand times. Um, but yeah, and then he helped me get my original Game Boy games to look like cream spinach, <laughs> which was which was cool. And now I'm curious, like, what other shit that I can do with other with other systems within RetroArch as far as uh, shaders and things like that go. If you haven't noticed, I, I've been saying RetroArch. I've been defeated. Every every <laughs> video I watch on it, everyone says RetroArch. And I'm like, dude, I think RetroArch sounds really better, like a lot better. But I've been defeated. God, I bounce. I'm bad. I bounce between the two. I also bounce between ROG Ally and ROG Ally, so. I always read it as ROG. Nobody, nobody's called me out on it, but they've called me out on being tired. It's Rogly. <laughs> the Rogly. <laughs> oh, the Rogly. Ooh, I'm going to start calling it. <laughs> and I'm just going to, at that point, I'm just going to take a broccoli and just put it in the shop. <laughs> just take a ni nice little piece of broccoli. I got this eight is the pounds of broccoli and a key of lives. <laughs> Oh man! So, so yeah, I was, so I'm glad I'm glad that you're enjoying the the retro arc, dude. It's it's great. It's great to the point that, like I said, that's why I started. I was like, I'm gonna start incorporating that into the show because there's so many of these like little older games that I would love to dive in and talk about. Like uh, the one I showed you last, whenever we recorded uh, the JRPG report, the uh, Valkyrie noted Valkyrie noted Setsu, the the Legend of mm. Valkyrie game, where it was like a Zelda ish style game, but it was on the Turbo Graphics. 
so good, dude. And it was an arcade game. Yep. It was a Namco arcade game, but no, it looks fun. It's it's tremendous. And then like, you know, um, there are PC versions of the original Ease games, of of course, but like they also came out on the Turbo Graphics, which is just cool. Um, but then you know, like, and then just like our 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 poll that we have now with like our two of each of the for the host picks. You know what I mean? I, I threw out the PlayStation games. Uh, Nate threw out. First, the game that I couldn't get to run properly, so then he picked a different one. <laughs> kept it in the realm of Donkey Kong, but and then uh, you know Will, Willie throwing out Noah's Ark 3D <laughs> Super Noah's, which which spawned the most metal Christian thing I've ever seen out of Dane. So that was cool. It's even more Christian metal than Switchfoot. You know they probably well, would. Sure, we have a. Oh, sorry. I, I I I keep doing that, Dalton. I feel really bad. I feel like we have thoughts at the exact same time. It's okay. Plus Discord delay. Oh, okay. Uh, but go ahead. You go first. I was just going to say, you know, bringing up Switch from it, I feel like they were meant to live for so much more, but somewhere they lost themselves <laughs> in deep inside. No, I was just going to say, we have an awesome community, so if you haven't joined the Discord yet, uh, Bit, TSMP. Bit.ly slash TSMP Discord. All capital letters. Yeah. Yeah, definitely join if you haven't, because we're all in there hanging out and causing some shenanigans and enjoying each other's company. Yeah, if anything, we'll make you laugh. Yeah. Like, there there's, are- even a, there's even a section that we just basically lock uh, Jezza into because, you know, he can't be trusted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he stays in the, uh, the 18 and up sections mostly. <laughs> uh, other than that, man, like I said, I've been playing the game, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, I also... Uh, a a a good friend bought me Sea of Stars. Thank you, my good sir. And I'm like very interested in, in checking that out soon too because I listened to the Tadpog shout out Tower and Day Play Old Games, uh, and Ian, uh, their the episode that they did on Sea of Stars, which was a spoiler free uh, venture. And man, it just sounds great. See, I haven't listened uh, to that yet because I didn't realize it was a spoiler free venture. And I want to play that game. I have it. One of my good buddies sent it to me on Switch. So I have that wrapped and ready to go. I'm like super excited to play it too. But TSMP games, sometimes they're going to be taken over. I was going to say. But like, it's it's going to come. It's going to. Let me not say it's got to. It's going to come up relatively soon. Yeah. I will probably you know play I mean? it before we play it for the show. TBH. <laughs> That's fine, because then that—I mean—that's even better, because that gives you time to like sit with it and kind of, yeah, be like, okay, this is what I thought about it a month later or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot lately too. Like, there's games that are for the show that I'm tired of waiting for for the show. I installed another game today that I'm going to be playing pretty soon, and that's Yakuza Kiwami too. I can't wait anymore. It's getting too hard. <laughs> That was that was a I, I will tell you it didn't win out, but that was a high contender for one of my choices. Yeah, to, on what to play because yeah, I'm very curious as to more like where the Yakuza games go. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Too many good games, not enough time. A little Titan can stop me on a dime. I say that every day. Too many games, <laughs> not enough time. For Rizzle though, for real, because it's like there's there's Sea of Stars, there's this other Star game. Then there's like the, the, the Star Ocean 2 game oh. coming out. Then I'm like, oh, God, yeah. there's that. And then Ewan Chronicles, which is that Suikoden-like game, whenever that comes out next year, looks fire. 
And somehow I'm still supposed to play Persona 5 Royal before the end of the year. I, that's why I'm like, dude, we should dedicate December. We'll do a short mm-hmm. game. And then just December is for trying to get as far as we can in Persona. Yeah. Even if we don't beat it, just get as far as we can that we can talk about it. I'm definitely <laughs> far enough to talk I, about it for sure already. I have fun to play that in Solidarity, but my problem is I need to start playing Crisis Core and then I need to start replaying the Final Fantasy VII Remake because I need to have all that wrapped up by February. Oh, yeah. Because Rebirth is coming yeah. out, and I'm super hyped. And plus, there's going to be a brief stint of Mario RPG in there and whatever uh, I need to do to curb my 14 addiction. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, can th- I can think of a game with a field in it that might curb that addiction for you a little bit. It might. You know. Just saying. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically what I've been up to. Um, nothing too terribly interesting. Uh, oh, I released an album. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I released a new album. Uh, the Love and Hate mixtape. Uh, if you are into some hip hop, you want to check it out. It's nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com. Go uh, pick that up. That would, if you want to help me pay some bills and you want something out of it other than the podcast, go get an album. Get you some music. Buy my entire discography. It's a lot, but it'll be worth it. But anyway, yeah, I will stand by saying that Dalton's um, new, not new wave, good God, like synth wave stuff is really, really good. Yeah, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I try. As featured on the Team Retro YouTube channel. Yes, and not this week, but usually the music on this show. Um, all right, then. I again, if I'm that there's more that I did, I am forgetting it, and it doesn't matter. So it's all good. Um, I will say this: it is time, boys. For O-Dubs, the obligatory Wicka-Bootia bullshit. Because we played a game called Morrowind. The Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind, in fact. And it is an open-world action role-playing video game developed by Bethesda Game Studios and published by Bethesda Softworks. It is the third installment in the Elder Scrolls series. I don't know what gave that away. Following the 1996's Elder Scrolls II Daggerfall, and I'm willing to bet that that was the second game in the series, <laughs> and it was re- released in 2002 for Microsoft Windows and Xbox. The main story takes place on Vardenfell, an island in the Dunmer, or the Dark Elf, uh, province of Morrowind, part of the content of Tamriel. The central quest concerns the demigod Dagoth Ur, housed within the volcanic Red Mountain, who seeks to gain power and break Morrowind free from Imperial reign. Though primarily a fantasy game with many gameplay elements and Western medieval and fantasy fiction tropes inspired by Dungeons and Dragons and previous role-playing games, Morrowind also featured some steampunk elements and drew much inspiration from Middle Eastern and East Asian cultures. Morrowind was designed to be an open-ended, freeform-style game uh, with gameplay in mind, uh, with less emphasis on the main plot than its predecessors. This choice received mixed reactions, although though such feelings were tempered by reviewers' appreciation of Morrowind's expansive, detailed game world. It achieved critical success and commercial success, winning various awards, including Game of the Year and selling over 4 million copies worldwide by 2005. It has since been considered one of the best video games ever made. The game spawned two expansion packs, Tribunal and Blood Moon. Both were repackaged into a full set along with several minor add-ons titled Morrowind Game of the Year Edition, which was released in October of 2003. And Morrowind was followed by The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion in 2006. Which I imagine that's the fourth game in the series. If I had to take a guess at it, I would imagine that it is the fourth game. 
So, did either of you have any experience with Morrowind before this? Definitely not. It's actually part of why I'm here, because I have been told I need to play this game. It's a masterpiece. It's what made Elder Scrolls Elder Scrolls, blah, 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 blah. And so I'm like, you know what? This is a good opportunity for me to weasel my way in, as I typically sometimes do when you guys are playing a game I want to <laughs> play. And... <laughs> Give it a good old college try. All right. So I had dabbled in this game, um, just messing around with it. Um, never really got super far into it because I always just preferred seeing what I could do with it with mods or uh, I would play it for a little bit and be like, man, I'm going to go play Oblivion. <laughs> so I'm curious, what what was one of your, uh, what was your first reactions going into it, you know, and what, what was like the... What jumped out to you at first? And we'll start with the guest. We'll be uh, courteous and go to the guest go first. Oh, man. Do you want the full story or do you just want initial impressions? Um, initial impressions for now, and then we'll get the full story after. Okay. So initial impressions were when I made the genius decision that I was going to play the OG Xbox version. And it's available on Game Pass, and my subscription is current until October. So I'm just, I just fired it up. I just, it was like a gig download out of my Xbox. I pulled it up and started up a character. And my first initial thought was, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh, what am I doing? Um, but, and it took me, uh, I want to say I restarted like three times before I finally settled into mechanics, like on the Xbox version, uh, you have to actually hit the black and white buttons, which were extra buttons on the, on their Duke controller in order to change your character's race and look and everything. So originally when I thought I wanted to be a Nord, I thought I had to be that Nord. And the default Nord is like blonde hair covered in face paint. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really want to look like that. So then I restarted and I got a, you know, more or less a version I wanted to play as. And then I wasn't given any direction on where to go, what to do. Nope. There's no fast travel. There's no navigation. You do get a map. And, and you do get um, some markers as to where, like, houses and buildings and tomb entrances are. Um, so I just kind of wandered. So that's the first big difference between the uh, PC version and the Xbox version that I know of. Um, in the PC version, when you're talking to the, the guard who, like, lets you out there at the end of that, he has the the blue text that you can click that mentions it mentions a uh, Cassius whatever his last name is Caderus or something like that and tells you to go find him in Balmora so you not probably seeing that name and knowing to click on it to learn that or whatever however it works in the Xbox version you probably missed that completely which is why you had no idea where to go he, he yeah he tells you grab the silt strider go to Balmora go talk to this guy yeah there's no blue text <laughs> That's so brutal. <laughs> Very. Though I guess you can't click it, so that makes sense. 
Yeah. But then how are so, you supposed to yeah. ask questions? Does it still give you dialogue options? It gives you dialogue options on the right side of the, the dialogue menu that you can pick from. And so there might be something there that I missed. But, yeah, there's no there's no cue that maybe you should ask about that. Whereas uh, later on when I decided to play it on PC, I found it, I was getting a little bit more focused because I was able to get that little bit of information. And then that little bit of information... You can sometimes click on that blue text, and it'll actually tell you where to go. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have any of that. Click blue things Xbox until it version. says Quest Journal updated, then go from there. Exactly. <laughs> and I couldn't, I could not get that level of comfortability until I moved over from Xbox to PC. Okay. And what about you, Nate? How about you, like first diving into it? Yeah, so for this game, for this game, like I already kind of knew a little bit about it, obviously, because it's Elder Scrolls Three. And I had some experience with Elder Scrolls V Skyrim before. And the full upfront disclosure, it's going to be impossible for me not to constantly be comparing this game to Skyrim. I think that's just in the nature of playing the predecessor to it. And if that was the first one you played, it's going to be hard not to make comparisons. So when I first dived into this game, what I kind of felt like was... I was surprised at how decent I thought the graphics were. It's still a pretty good looking game for the time. I thought it aged not quite too milky in that aspect. Um, And one of my favorite parts about it is what's the first thing that you do in this game? You wake up. Yeah. (laughs) Outlander. You seem to survive the ride or whatever, whatever he says. St. Jib in there. Yeah. I'm just like, so, yes, I'm finally awake. <laughs> quick fun fact. That guy's name is just Jib, right? But yeah. people loved him so much that Bethesda wrote it into the lore that, like, after he has this encounter with the Neverine, that he, like, gets this weird, like, huh, and goes off and does this heroic shit and becomes Saint Jib. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, I just thought that was wonderful. Yeah, so moving around in it, it's like, you know, this actually feels pretty good. I was kind of impressed that it aged well in that regard. And in a few regards, it actually really did. Um, one thing I went in making the decision playing this game immediately was like, this is an old PC game. This is not going to be optimized for controllers. So I just unplugged my controller and went straight mouse keyboard for it because I knew better. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I th- Smart decision. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that was the right decision, and that enhanced my experience with it, too, in that regard. Now, I will tell you that I, I played this with a controller most times, um, but that's only because, and, and you were using it as well, I do want to tell everyone, we did not play OG OG Morrowind. We played Morrowind with the open Morrowind uh, open source port of it, which um, basically all that does is it brings it up to modern resolutions, and then also uh, allows you to set controls for a controller and things like that and makes it more native. That being said, controlling any of the menus or anything like that, none of them are optimized for a controller. So for running around and stuff and attacking, controller's fine. But if you want to do anything like dialogue, any of that, j- just use mouse and keyboard. It's so much easier. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so much easier. Yeah. And it's not my favorite way to play a video game is mouse and keyboard. But for that, I made the exception and it worked out well for me. Um, so first impression, I thought that it had aged a lot better than I had anticipated. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. I, I remember. So I think that visually 
it, it still looks decent. Now, granted, you, you got to remember this game came out in 2002. You know what I mean? So, like, when this came out in 2002, I'm sure people were like, whoa, this is going to kill my computer. The graphics can't get any more realistic than this. Yeah, right. Look at that. <laughs> look at those clouds everywhere. Look at that. Which is really just Look at that fog rat. It kind of looks like an animal. <laughs> it somewhat looks like a rat. But you got to think, too, back then, resolutions were lower on those screens. It was four by three. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shit looked better. It's kind of like when you look at pixels sometimes now, uh, pixels on newer screens where you can see like the real sharp edges of them and stuff. It's like that was blurred mm-hmm. on CRTs, so it blended better. Yeah, you know? that was an art um, form. It honestly was. Yeah, it really fucking was. <laughs> really, you're not wrong. Um, there's still people out there that emulate CRT scan lines on their games just because it, they want that experience. Yeah, and the... So I think on PlayStation 4 and on the uh, PC version of the, the Sega Master System Genesis Mega Drive collection or whatever it is, not Master System, yeah, the, the Genesis Mega Drive collection, uh, one of the filters that's like an overlay that you can use is the CRT scan lines. Yeah. Yeah, that's on most retro collections. That that Genesis collection, though, is special because you actually like ha- see a CRTV sitting in a room. Yeah, in the VR mode. Yeah, you just get the... It's so cool. The VR mode is so cool. Um. But yeah, so like I thought the, the graphics aged better. Uh, the character models are kind of funny. The uh, the animal or the you know the beast men, uh, they walk really funny. Yeah, they do. <laughs> like they they definitely went to the uh, society of silly walks or whatever it was from Monty Python. But um, where I think this game didn't age great, and we can kind of get into this a little bit now, is combat. Oh yeah. So it wasn't until Oblivion. That Elder Scrolls started to take on the, if your sword looks like it hits it, it hits it. This game was still very much a D&D dice rolls going on in the background. And I watched a video where this guy talked about it, and it made total sense to me. I didn't think about this until after I saw this. He said, when you're building a character, you're probably going to think, I'm going to like to use swords, or I'm going to use axes, or whatever. He goes, only if you're making a thief character are you going to be like, I'm going to spec into dagger. He goes... So when you come out of that main area, ready to be a warrior, big old tanky guy, and your dagger skill is at five, the first weapon that you get given when you're leaving that place is a dagger stuck in a table holding a note, and you can pick it up. He goes, but because your skill with that dagger is five, anything you try to hit with it, you're going to miss like a motherfucker because it's dice rolls, and it's based on your skill. He says, so this video was like, if you respect in the longsword, Congratulations. You need to go to the local store and get you a longsword. And even then, you're probably still not going to hit the enemy very often, but you'll hit way more often than with that dagger. I promise. Yeah. And that is so true. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing, that decision, I guess I can see why it makes sense to do it that way. But God, it's actually super irritating to play. (laughs) I, Man, I don't know how people dealt with it. I, I immediately went into the console commands. Because that's just, I don't care about cheating <laughs> in single player games. And in multiplayer, fuck off. Don't cheat in multiplayer games. But in single player, dude, console command, set my fucking sword skill to like 70, 75. And just run out there so I can actually connect and hit with hits. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, I set myself up for a good time. Because I wanted to at least see the end. Because I did not expect you, nor Willie, nor Mikhailov to get anywhere near close to the end. 
No. And I didn't expect myself to do that either because I know myself and I have played Bethesda games. I have about 40 hours for 45 hours, something like that, into um, Skyrim over all history period and that's over three different characters there was no way in hell that i was going to put more than 10 hours into this i think i got five or six and i feel like that was pretty good for me for Morrowind. <laughs> and i want to say i got at least 20 hours in but 18 of those were either figuring out how to cheat the mechanics or how to program mod packs to have a better experience. So, as far as actual gameplay, I did no story <laughs> in all the time that I had with this game. And I do want to beat it now, but I want to beat it with a with a pseudo-modern experience. Listen, if you want to beat it, just show them how funky strong is your bite. <laughs> It doesn't matter who's wrong or who's right, man. Just go beat it. <laughs> Mikolov is you know, regretting his decision to be a part of this community, a friend to the host. He's just I gotta done. Say, I, I can't disagree, man. How? I need to I need to either date a girl that has a kid or I need to have a kid of my own because with all these dad jokes, I don't want to be considered a faux pas. <laughs> it's bad because I'm typically the one giving the dad, dad jokes at work. I have two former students that I had last year as ninth graders, they will still come to my classroom in between classes to get their dad joke. I love that. So I'm actually at some point buying a calendar <laughs> yeah, because I want to just have them come in and, you know, rip off the date on the calendar. Be like, there's your dad joke. How often do you use the material from our discord in the hashtag dad jokes channel? Not nearly enough. There's some gold I've been in there, going, bro. I've been going to the dad joke subreddit, and most of that stuff is NSFW, especially when you're a high school teacher. <laughs> so I, I've been failing in my role as a school dad. But, I, but So it's just talking about playtimes, Nate, and you're talking about your hours in. I, I don't know if this is all the hours because of the mod pack that I used, but I think it is. I have a total time played in Morrowind of 15.1 hours. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> and like I said, I might have played a little more than that. I don't know if the Mac mod pack tracked it. This other game I'm playing <laughs> <clears throat> hasn't been out all that long. And I've got 53.8 hours into it. Not bad. Not bad. This is going to be another Skyrim for me, dude. Good. <laughs> Good. Happy about that. I can see it now. I think that's what it's supposed to be. <coughs> but yeah, back tomorrow. And I just wanted to say that that's just funny, the discrepancy in hours of that. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the combat, man, it's just like, it's, it's a product of its time. Because it was still very much uh, before they started trying to branch out into their own thing. And they were using that D&D &D model, you know, like Baldur's Gate did. Yeah. And all of those games. So. And I think... In my opinion, if they had made it more obvious that is what they were doing, instead of just having you swing and not see anything, if we got a dice roll, like icon or something above it, and it showed what we rolled, that would have made more sense and we would be less frustrated about how we didn't hit them. So, one of the mods in my mod pack added a little pop-up that when you swung your sword, it showed you 
what dice roll you got. But that was literally like a mod that somebody put it in. But yeah, I agree that that should have <clears throat> that should have been in the game. Yeah. yeah. As a toggleable thing. Like you can toggle like what frame rate you can see in some games, like what's your frames. Fucking just toggle your dice rolls. Yeah, 1000% agree. And I haven't played Baldur's Gate exactly at all ever. So like is the dice roll visible in, on those games? Because I feel like... You roll an actual see, dice from what I understand. Yeah. Well, when you're attacking, um, it's kind of just automated and just goes off your skills. And it'll tell you. But like, it's a little different in Baldur's Gate because you don't really raise your... Well, I guess you do. And it's not... You're, you're going to hit... Uh, it's just... It's different in Baldur's Gate. Okay. But there are still dice rolls going on. And anytime you need to make a decision, specifically in Baldur's Gate 3... It brings up this whole like table thing where you click and roll, actually roll 20 sided dice and you get your numbers from that. And then you can use your inspiration to re-roll if you need to, or you can crit or you can crit fail. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's all that stuff. So it, it, it is really cool how they do that. But in the older Baldur's Gate games, it was all happening behind the scenes. That's what I was wondering about. Like, <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, see, like that's a problem for me because I feel like if that's the kind of mechanics you're using, it should be visible or visualized in some sort of way to just make the player feel a little bit better to understand what's going on. Because if you go into, say, Morrowind and you don't know that's hap- what's happening, and I only knew that was what was happening because I was told that by you. If I had just gone in and just missed everything, I would assume, especially in the very beginning of the game, that I'm just attacking wrong. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And another thing with Baldur's Gate 2 is I think, well, you know, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, but you know what I'm saying, uh, I want to say that, like, you couldn't, like, if you didn't have skill in it, you couldn't equip it. Like, you know, if you were a mage, you couldn't equip a great axe. Or if you, if you did, it would be like, oh, well, you can't cast spells now. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, oh, well, shit, I shouldn't use this. Morrowind didn't do that because they wanted you to have player freedom. But at the same time, it can be really frustrating, like you're talking about. So. I don't know. It that's that's the one part of this game that I think if it, if any part of it aged really really poorly, it would be the combat because I think the writing is really good, um, for the most part, and I think that's because there was less. So there's less voice acting in this game. Thereby, there is a far more amount of text. Yep. Because they didn't have to pay somebody to read all that shit. But in the same vein, if you're one of those players who doesn't like to read, this is not the game for you. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have a compass that tells you where to go for the next quest. You don't have quest markers. You don't have none of that. You have talk to the NPC and you might write something a handful down or uh, of interest in your journal. And then one of the mods that I had was a uh, where you could pull up an empty notebook and type in it if you wanted to just for notes. But. There are literal quests in this game that I'm, I don't know if either of you saw them, but maybe you have, um, where they're like, okay, we need you to go to here. Here's how you get there. Follow the river. The river is going to fork. Take a right at the fork. Follow that until you see a rock cairn. When you get to the rock cairn, cross over the river. There's a big tree. Go past the big tree. Go over the hill. Where you're looking for is over there somewhere, I think. <laughs> what? I had a dude tell me, he was like, I need you to help me track down this witch that bewitched uh, me and did my spells and shit. And he's like, but I don't remember which direction. I could be turned around. I don't remember I which direction. I think she's just somewhere up to the northwest. So I just start yeah. going northwest. Dude is still in my party because I haven't found yeah. a witch. <laughs> and I finished yeah. another side quest in that time where this other lady I found was like, hey, can you take me to whatever the name of the town was? I'm sorry. I cannot remember 
the place names in this game were so hard for me. Like, and yeah. that just might be my problem as a white boy that doesn't know, like, the East Asian influences of these town names. But, like, I cannot remember any of the town names in this game to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so I had to take this lady to this one town. Like, it was a quest that I agreed to do for her. And I was like, okay, cool. And the, I was actually able to follow signs, like the um, street signs, I guess you'd call them, to find where she goes and took her there. But my problem was, is I was really close to there, and I don't know what these monsters are called, but they're the ones that kind of look like giant ocean creatures that kind of float above the ground a little bit, kind of like crabby or shrimpy. Netches. Netches, yeah. And I was like, I do not want to fight these things. So I walked through the swamp beside them to get around, like, aggroing them. And I lost the NPC. Like, oh, no. And so I walked to the town. I didn't realize she wasn't still behind me. And I turned around. I was like, oh, she's not with me anymore. Maybe she went into the town and she's good. Like, well, I didn't get my reward for it. So, like, I, oh, no. I backtracked and saw she was just still standing in the swamp. <laughs> oh, no. I thought you were about to say she was dead. No, she didn't um, die. She was chilling in the swamp. Not that you'll ever play Morrowind again. But for future reference, those netches are, they they won't attack you. Uh, okay. That, you know, that makes They're sense. They're chill. I, I kind of thought they might not be, but I was like, eh, I don't want to risk it because I don't feel They're- like getting my NPC killed in a battle with these creatures that look like they're way too tough for me to kill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't blame you. There are a couple times where, like, a, a bull netch, which are not the bigger ones, but they're, like, smaller and they're brighter blue yeah. and they float around. There's a couple of those that are, like, mating that you have to go kill that are around a certain town and they'll attack you because they're, like, in mating mode. But other than that, no, they're, they're, those are just things that are around. Yeah. And... You could like so you can make netch leather armor, but you have to kill them to get it. Okay, and it's still not the best light armor, but it's good. Yeah. Um, one of the, the creatures uh, I really liked uh, in this game was the guar. I love guar. Just, I love the. They're guar. just like this big derpy looking dinosaur dude. And are they always non-hostile? Oh no, guar guars will absolutely attack you. Will they? Yeah, because uh, people people can um. Like, they domesticate them, but you will come across, like, wild guar that will run at you and attack you for sure. Okay, because I was already really low on health points. I was like, I'm going to get close to this dude. He looks cool, and he looks like he's reptilian, and I'm an Argonian, so I'm a reptilian, so maybe we'll just be best buddies. (laughs) And I walked right up to him, and I started running around him, and they didn't aggro at all, so I was just chilling with the guar for a while. (laughs) Nice. No, yeah, there there are some, but it's more out in the Ashlands, and I don't know if you made it quite that far. I did not. Yeah. The ones out there will uh, attack you and stuff. A lot of the ones you see around the the beginning areas and stuff are probably domesticated, and they're owned by some NPC around there somewhere. Oh, uh, see, I thought they just liked me because I was an Argonian and we had cold that's blood. a possibility too. <laughs> that is a possibility too. Like Elder Scrolls does weird shit like that. Yeah, the play the NPCs definitely react based on what race you choose. Racist bastards. Oh, they are super yeah, racist in Morrowind. And it, if you're so, if, if you don't, oh, go ahead. I was just say if you're an Outlander. Then they don't care about you at all. No. And, like, I was obviously an Argonian, and they did not like me. So, you have to be a Dunmer, basically, to not get yelled at every two seconds. I was an Imperial, and they were like, you're trying to take over our fucking land. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The the Argonians are heavily slaves in this game. There's a lot of slavery in this game. And it's a lot of Argonians and a lot of Khajiit. 
that are enslaved. And um, there are a couple of that. So go ahead and say what you're going to say, Miklop, because I'm going to go into something else. So I don't remember. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. So, okay, you know how in Skyrim you can go do the Fighters Guild, and then you can go do the Mages Guild, and then you can go do the Thieves Guild. You can do. You cannot do that in Morrowind. You can join a guild, or you can join a house. You might be able to join one of each. But, like, you can't do multiple. So, if you go Fighters Guild, you can't go through and do the Mages Guild. Like, once you hit a certain point, you cannot go further. You have to choose. Um, but there are houses, like House Telvanni, House Redoran, and all these that you can join as well. A few of those have some serious slavery uh, going on and with their quests and things like that. And man, is it just a touchy subject, even in video games. <laughs> it's like, fucking A, man. I get the point they were getting across, though, that they're like, it's bad. And you're going to try to help them. But you can also, like, be a slaver. Like, you can in Fallout, where they're like, well, no, you're going to go deliver these people in slavery and all this type of stuff. So it's like, it's, it's brutal. Um, wow. But yeah, Dunmer, Dunmer don't give a fuck. Dark Elves, dude, they're like, they love Morrowind. They don't like outsiders at all, and they eat people. Like that's that's their thing. It's like a ritual thing that they do where they consume the body of the people that they kill. Fun times. They're fucking hardcore. Don't you also find it interesting that you're basically thrown here because the Empire doesn't know what to do with you? Like you're essentially a prisoner. And they basically say you we're sending you to Vardenfell. We're not gonna send you to prison. We're going to send you to Vardenfell. You're going to be a free man, but everybody's going to hate you. Yeah. Yeah. And what's tremendous is that, like, if I remember right, Vardenfell is just an island. Volcanic island. Off of the actual land of Morrowind itself. Yeah. So, like, you're only seeing a part of Morrowind in in the game Morrowind. You see more of it in uh, Elder Scrolls Online these days. But um, one thing I do want to bring up while I'm thinking about it. And Nate experienced this firsthand. I, it, there's little to, if any, auto saving in this game. And uh, if you do not, like, I had I had a quick save mapped to up on my D pad on my controller because I was hitting that motherfucker a lot. Because dying and losing tons of time is not something I enjoy anymore. Yeah, I lost about an hour pretty early into the game. I was like. God, do I want to keep playing or am I just done with this game? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I decided to power through and kept playing. It didn't take me too long to get back to where I was, honestly, because I had more experience at that point. But God, it still yeah. never feels good losing progress. I feel like I've restarted a total of five times because four of them were on Xbox for one reason or another. And then... Eventually, I just couldn't do Xbox anymore, and I moved over to Steam, and so I restarted on there. And that was a different experience of, I don't know that I want to keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah, Like I said, I didn't expect anybody to beat it because of its archaic nature in some senses of it, but uh, I don't know. I I really enjoy the story Uh, you're going through trying to figure out who you are, and like it turns out that you might be this long spoken prophecy of the Neverine, who's like one that's going to stop the big evil that comes and that evil ends up being Dagother. and uh fun fun fact for you boys i ended up going to the lair of Dagother before i should um my athletic skill got so high i'm sorry my acrobatic skill got so high that i could jump a stupid height right <laughs> so there's, there's this 
big area that's around the red volcano area where he's at that's called the ghost gate and you can't get through it. So I ran over to this big rock next to it and just jumped over that motherfucker. And then I went running around and I just went exploring. And there's a bunch of different uh, Dwemer ruins in there. So in exploring these Dwemer, ru- Dwemer ruins, I found Keening, I found uh, Sundering, and I found Wraithguard. Just fucking around. And then I go and I happen upon this place that says Dagothur. And I went, really? So I ran up in there, found my way all the way to the end. And he looks at me and he says, Dagothur, Dagothur welcomes you, Never- Nerevar my old friend. But to this place where destiny is made, why have you come unprepared? So I whacked him with my sword. <laughs> so we start fighting. And I kill him, and he disappears. But he's not dead. And I figured that because there was no big, woo, you did it, or anything. So I walked through the door that was in there. And I come into this other room where he's at. And I start wailing on him, but it doesn't hurt him. And I ended up knocking him off the cliff and he falls all the way down to where this lava's at. And he's just running around and can't be hurt. I'm like, damn it, man, what is going on? So I look it up. You have to take, there's a thing in there called the Heart of Lorican, and you have to hit that heart five times with Sundering and five times with Keening, the Kagranax tools. And I believe you have to have Wraithguard equipped so that when you're hitting the heart, it doesn't kill you. <laughs> you, have to hit it, oh, man. you have to hit it five times with each. So then, as soon as I did that, and then the heart was okay, and I whacked the heart again, and it destroyed the heart, Dagothur was like, what have you done? Or whatever the hell he says. And this is when he starts spouting out, what a fool you are. I'm a god. How can you kill a god? What a grand and intoxicating innocence. How could you be so naive? There is no escape. No recall or intervention can work in this place. Come, lay down your weapons. It is not too late for my mercy. Right? And... I turned around and I looked at him and I was like, man, you drive a hard bargain, but whack, 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 whack. And he dropped dead. So let me tell you how you kill a God about four or five good whacks with a sword with good skill. (laughs) Um, and that was the point where he dropped dead. And then my quest journal popped up and said quest completed. And it was a quest I didn't even fucking have yet to kill Dagother. So I beat the game without actually seeing the last like quarter of the game. (laughs) So how did you find what you needed to to get the heart? Uh, like, how did I figure out how I needed to do that? Yeah. Or, like, where did I find the items? Where did you find the items? Running around exploring. So you just happened to have them. Yes. And you just happened to run into Dagoth Earth. Yes. I happened to have all the items that's, that I needed. That's crazy. I just happened to skip a bunch of story. So how did you know to use them? Did you have to look it up? That I had to look up because I was like, why can I not hurt? I put in, I typed in, why can I not hurt? They got there and they came up and was like, oh, you have to attack the heart with this weapon and this weapon. And if you don't have those, you have to go find them. And I looked at my inventory and sure as shit, they were both there. Nice. Did you God mode them into your inventory? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I did not. I, I did have God mode activated, but no, I did not. I um, I found them organically just roaming around and killing other Dagoths. That's funny. That's crazy. Because that was going to be my question. Did you figure out what you had to do and then counsel them in? Nope. But you didn't. You actually found them. Yeah. Yeah. In that little area uh, in the Red Mountain section, there's like four Dwemer ruins I think you can go in. And one of them had Keening. One of them had Sundering. One of them had Wraithguard. The other one had something else. I don't remember what exactly it was. But 
Yeah, it was fun. It was fun though. But like when I killed Dagothur and he dropped dead and said complete, I was like, all right. And I saved it. I closed it out and I uninstalled it and I deleted the mod pack. <laughs> you were just done. <laughs> I was done. I'm like, I beat him. I don't need to see the DLCs. Yeah. I've gotten lost enough in this game. And that mod pack is beefy. So I understand why you deleted it. Yeah. And even for Morrowind, it's like 30 something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's kind of big. Yeah, dude, it ain't got. Dude, I have installed Skyrim mod packs that would make your knees shake with how big they are. Dude, I Xbox only I think allows five gigabytes of mod packs, but I had a whole and that that stunk. This was uh, last year, I want to say, when I got my Series S, I got it for my birthday, and I decided I was just gonna play some Skyrim on it, and I like spent, I want to say four or five hours just putting in mods. And I was manually putting them in because Xbox and I had to put them in a specific order. Yeah. Which was fun. And then I finally got it loaded and I got this awesome looking Skyrim on a console. I'm like, I'm good. I shut it off. (laughs) Such as it is with modding, my good sir. I know that feeling all too well. Whereas in Morrowind, I somehow managed to screw up my load order and got some really interesting texture issues. Like the sky above Vivek was just had these purple dots, which I'm pretty sure have something to do with the flying prison I never got to go to. But they're just purple in the air. And it showed up on the map, too, which was I found that was the strangest part. Exceptionally weird, which means that. It had to have been a texture issue because I'm pretty sure that map renders the texture. Sorry, I just banged my hand. Um, I'm going to break the other hand now, apparently. Um, Gout 2 electrical. Yeah, right. So that's what ended up being weird because I think the map loads textures from the environment, at least with the mod pack that I had. So there's something weird going on there. But yet, you know what? I want to figure it out. I want to figure it out and fix it. So I can not play the game. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, is there uh, is there anything else you guys would like to touch on with Morrowind? Uh, I'm ahead, thinking. I, I've got a little you bit of take, a story. Take, do your story, then. Let's hear it. All right. So I told you guys that I played on Xbox, yeah. right? And I started going through, you know, figuring out the cheats on Xbox and trying to make my way through the draw distance is so horrifically bad oh yeah on xbox what was vivek like for you which what was vivek (laughs) vivek was the the town or the city that was kind of almost pyramid based make it that that had all these different like canals oh you didn't didn't see that place so i went there just because a co-worker of mine was like before you do this podcast you kind of need to go see Vivek, you just need to see what it looks like, and if you look up in the sky at a specific point in the day, you might be able to see, like, the god Vivek. Okay. And I I never saw him, but you head into that city, and it's basically a set of pyramids, and they're all, like, canals on the inside. And so you go in, you go inside and you could kind of see this weird tiered, like almost cave like system. It's, it doesn't look like a pleasant place to live at all. And you got the Dunmer in there insulting you the whole time. There's all narrow pathways. You could go downstairs and you could actually see the water flowing into the, 
the city. You could go upstairs and they have like these plaza areas on the top floor. And then as when you leave, you can like walk around the structure and then you, you go back downstairs, you take the bridge and you go to the next one. So you have one that's called the foreign quarter. You have one that's called like Redoran because that's where house Redoran is. Um, and then you have another area with the shrine to Vivek. And I think that's where you can kind of see him. But above Vivek, there's a, a prison just floating in the sky. And if you look up in the sky, you could see like the text. You, you could see like what I think might be floating rocks and all that. And I think that's what was purple. It was either that or the, the weather mod that I had put in because uh, it was raining at that moment. And so I'm wondering if the rain made the purple. I have no idea what happened. Um, but that's not the only weird graphical issue I ran into with the mod pack because uh, there was a door just kind of hovering on the roof and that door like actually goes into a, a building. And Oh yeah, in, uh, in Balmora. In Balmora, yeah. One of the houses, you had your door, and it was just, like, on the roof, halfway in the roof. Yeah, and then, and, yeah I could go in the door. The th- oh, and then the vandalism. I was to say, the vandalism in Vivek, where it was just in the middle of a no wall. It was just, like, there. It was just floating, which was weird. And then when I went to clean it, I thought it would make it go away, but it was just smeared. Yeah, it doesn't really, yeah. So that's going to be there your whole game, unless you can get that figured. <laughs> it's supposed to be on the wall. Well, I think if I can get the mod order sorted out, I think it'll just kind of fix itself. But it's a lot of mods in that pack. Compared though. to my experience with Xbox, where I went to Vivic and I just I couldn't see. Didn't matter, daytime, nighttime. I couldn't see for the life of me. So I could not find the stairs. And so I just walked in circles around the foreign quarter because I just couldn't figure out where to go. Turns out Vivek on the Xbox version made me motion sick. And so I ended up with just this massive headache and I had to stop playing. And so then when I went to go do the same thing on the Steam version, even with the mod pack, that wasn't an issue because I think there was better draw distance and, and that type of thing. But it's just really weird for me to to sit here and, and say that an Elder Scrolls game made me motion sick. Right, it wasn't until Skyrim VR that I felt that way. But yeah, I have gotten a headache from Invivec on even on PC um, with the graphics cranked up with the mod pack because the when the mod pack is working right, like water and things like that, it looks ridiculous. And there's a lot of water around Vivek. so it just it would make even my machine slow to a crawl to the point that I knocked it down to 1080p instead of running it at 1440, and yeah. that made it a lot smoother. But like for a game in 2002, for there to be mods that look so good that it can slow my computer down, that's fucking impressive. Hell yeah. Right. And one thing I have to say is um, if you're going to play this game with a controller, you could probably do one of two things, and they're both not cheap. You could either, one, get a Steam controller, because then you can manipulate the mouse with that right touchpad and it'll probably be an easier experience but those have been discontinued for years boy do i kick myself in the dick for when they were discontinuing those they had them on sale on steam for five dollars plus shipping with the case yeah and i'm like motherfucker and now i bet they're way more than that so i'm i can make you cry if you want i got mine 
for free because my buddy Jeremy was working. I also have a buddy Jeremy. He's not quite as lewd, though. My buddy Jeremy was working a manager at GameStop at the time. Oh, God, I have a buddy Jeremy that used to work at a GameStop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Does he have a beard? Yes. Wait. Yes. Are you sure it's not the same, Jeremy? <laughs> Are you positive? You don't know Jezza. <laughs> is uh is 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 Jezza uh over three hundred pounds and diabetic? No, you got me there. <laughs> He's not. Okay, <laughs> that would be funny too. So, well, Connecticut Jeremy <laughs> went to a GameStop conference one year, and they gave him a Steam controller and a Steam Link. Because I guess they were going to start selling those at GameStop, so they wanted the managers to be able to experience that. And it was going to be one of the first times where you could play a Steam game not tethered to your desktop. And so I kept them. I still have them. I never had the case, but I always had the Steam controller. I asked him if he wanted it back. He's like, no, they're yours. Keep them. I don't need them. I have no interest in using them. And... So I still have it, and then eventually I went on eBay and got a case for it, because I'm like, you know what, these things are so rare now that I should probably get the case just to complete the package. But the case is all I paid for. The the, the controller, I just hung on to for several years. I, I've got a Steam link, because Kana sent it to me. Um, oh, wow. I just, I, I and I even, like, I opened it up and, like, hooked it up and tried to use it and couldn't ever get that motherfucker to work right. No! God, it was horrible! <laughs> I couldn't, I cannot get shit to work on it for nothing. You know what works better than that? Booting up Steam on your Apple TV <laughs> or your Roku. Really? Like, I, I shit you not, that stuff works hmm. and it works good. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a Steam app for, uh, for Apple TV or for, or for streaming devices and you can, I'm pretty sure it's on smart TVs too. I think they Blue just mine. <laughs> I, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> We're getting alive. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, th- I think don't, don't quote me on that. Cause I'm not sure uh, how Roku is, but they might have a steam link app. If it shows up, I'm going to be amazed. Wouldn't that be some shit? That would be some shit. I'm not seeing it. Dang it. Damn. That'd have been awesome though. Did you look up Steam Link? Uh, yeah, it's not coming up. Dang it. I would have been obsessed, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> right? Nate's like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't have to play games on my computer? Fuck yeah. Fire Sticks might have it because there are more Android-based. Like, you could sideload stuff yeah. onto, a, onto a Fire yeah. Stick. Yeah. Nope. But then you gotta deal with Amazon ads. Oh, that's a bummer. I almost my life was almost changed in that moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. I uh I disappointed. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey. Oh. Yeah. Uh, 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 so I I will say one more thing about Morrowind. It runs better than Mortal Kombat 1 on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Good callback to the JRPG report this week, my good sir. Oh man, I zinged that game like five times during the JRPG report because it was just. And like, then, and then it, it only took me the fifth time to finally say fatality. <laughs> because uh, oh boy, Mortal Kombat One on the Switch be looking like a PS2 game. Oof. 
A bad one. Not a good PS2 game. I just looked at a video that showcased uh, Xbox Series X versus Switch. Oh, no. It's painful. It's painful. Oh, my God, Nate. If you haven't seen it, I will send it to the Discord after we're done. Yeah, send it to me. But the thing, dude, is like the Series X and S, for that matter, and the PS5, those things are basically PCs at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that there's any basic about it. They are PCs. Just running different uh, OS. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I look at the thing, I'm like, man, like, especially the PS5, that is a goddamn computer tower. Yeah, that motherfucker's a desktop. Yeah. yeah <laughs> 100%. It is. Those things are massive, dude. Yeah. Can't you browse on that, too? Don't they have, like, a built-in browser? They would browser? have to at this point. Like, they have, ed- oh, no, that's that's Xbox that has Edge, but. PlayStation has something. Yeah, PlayStation had a browser. At least on PS4, like you can go straight up go on a yeah. browser and look up stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because you can so, sign into Facebook and do all that kind of shit on yeah, there too if you I'm want. I'm pretty to. sure the only one that doesn't do that is Nintendo. Well, because Nintendo got a Nintendo. Yeah. Listen, they can't even get their own games to run well. I'm, I have hope because, like, I think there's a lot of rumors swirling about. I know they have been for a while, but they seem more realistic now that the next gen Nintendo system is probably coming out next year. And it's supposed to be backward compatible if you're going to believe the rumors and the alleged I mean, leaks. Dude, you've seen how well, like, um, um, Breath of the Wild can run on a PC. Like, imagine if they can upgrade it to that on the next gen Switch. Like, that would be amazing, dude. Man, you could get you could get Breath of the Wild to run on the Steam Deck at 800p. And get 60 frames per second, and it's, yeah, it's nice. Tears of the Kingdom still runs on it, too, but I don't think it's as good. I, when, I, when I was emulating uh, Breath of the Wild on PC, I, dude, I was running it at 1440p, 60 frames a second. It, it looked like a whole different game. Wii U version? Uh, yeah, it was the Wii U version. Yeah, because yeah, that one is a lot easier to emulate, and it, you could do stuff like that. It's got, like, mods. Yeah. Uh, for lack of a better word, mods. Uh, maybe patches, but... But, yeah, I've seen some video, and it... Whew, yeah. Yeah. And what's Pretty crazy amazing. is those games already look good, but they're programmed, even, to look better than the system can handle. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes you wonder if they had this in mind. I still firmly believe that the OLED was supposed to have a stronger chip and then COVID just... That is very that. possible. Because even look at Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, like, you can't tell me that that game was supposed to run on the OG Switch. Because it runs like Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty rough. I like the game, don't get me wrong, but yeah, it runs very poorly. <laughs> yeah. And DLC did not fix anything and the thing about it too is like i feel like tears of the kingdom i don't know how it runs so well on the switch they cap it at 30 frames per second that's the first but even then i feel like it does things that the switch should not be able to do that's true i think when you know your own hardware and you know what it's capable of you could kind of program around it so that's that's why but even if you like capcom made monster hunter rise look like a dream on the switch and you're telling me Game Freak can't figure it out? Um, game Freak is also under a lot of pressure to get a game delivered every single year. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's the curse of having a really fucking popular series. You know. One thing I have out. to... Look at Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah. 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 And what One thing I have to say about Pokemon is that 
everybody for years. Open world Pokemon. Open world Pokemon. Why are you not doing this? Well, they did it. And yeah, they probably shouldn't. But here's the thing. Right before that, when they released Pokemon Legends Arceus, which was almost open world, it was fantastic. Yeah, that game's really good. Yeah. I think we were talking about that on the JRPG report, too. They had less assets because it was only 240 Pokemon. Um, They zoned it so you can load in all your textures and everything. I don't know why they couldn't zone Scarlet and Violet. Why did it have to be open world? I don't know. Like, just just because people were clamoring for open world? I I don't get it. Make the zones open, but segment them. Do it like Dragon Age style. Yeah. Or even Final Fantasy XVI zones. 14 zones. Yeah. Like, it's not that big a deal. So what? There's a tiny loading screen in between? I'm pretty sure there's a, there's another game out there that, that zones that is recent and, you know, has some fields. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It's a real, it's a real, uh, star of the pick. I hear that people are complaining about the fact that it's zones, but you know what? If it's going to make your game run good, then. Just yeah. do it. it. If the technology's not there yet, the technology's not there yet. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. 100%. Gameplay over the fact that you could say it's open world. I'm getting. I'm sorry. I did the Sanjay PG report. I got. I got on my Pokemon high horse, and that was it. <laughs> I'm so frustrated with Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. Um, yeah. But Morrowind. Um... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Notice how this whole conversation started because I made a zing about Mortal Kombat (laughs) 1. My bad. I kind of took it from there and completely derailed it, as I intend to do. Um, That's fine. But what I wanted to say about Morrowind, though, is something it does way better than Skyrim, in my opinion. And we've kind of had a discussion on this off air, Dalton, is menuing. Menuing is... Yeah. In Morrowind is a dream. It's so easy to you right click, it opens up your menus, you can click through them super easily. Skyrim you cannot do that even on PC unless you have the correct mod packs because like you said off to me off air it's because like this game was designed with PC in mind where those were have designed for for consoles and controller players. So it's just like man yeah. PC menuing is way better than console menuing. Sorry, not sorry. And they did not do that on the Xbox version. As a matter of fact, the Xbox version, I want to say, is more of a, like, Ocarina of Time style menu system, where you have to press buttons to bounce between the different parts of the menu. Gross. So, you press... Yeah. And it's it's the white and black buttons, so you press one and you're on your inventory, you press another one and you're on the map, you press another one and you're on your stats screen. So... Dalton showed me something uh, before you came on, Nate, where you can actually pin the map on the screen, on the PC version. And that was such a game changer to me because up until then, I was literally toggling B to to pull up the map to figure out where I I was. I wish I didn't know how to put the map on the menu, on the main screen. I did not know how to do that either. I was just going into the menu every time. You can do it with any of your menu, your uh, your menu, uh, menu menus, uh-huh. the little menus inside of the menu. Um, in the top right corner, there's a little dot. And what's weird is it's ticked. And you think if you were to tick it, then it would make it go away. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. 
if you click it and make the little dot disappear when you close your menu, it'll keep that window open. Ah, that's interesting. So you can keep the map up if you want up there because the little mini map they give you in the bottom right, you can't see shit on that little thing. No, the mini map is like completely useless. Yeah. I'm almost convinced it's more of a compass. Yeah. It's just to show you what direction you're facing. I think that's probably accurate. Because, yeah, it doesn't show you jack dick or nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Listen, that that said, if you do have a Steam Deck, it's a good game to play on there. Because then you get a nice balance of controller, and then you can still use the trackpads to do the mouse and keyboard stuff. And so... That I think going forward, like because now I'm stubborn. Now I want to like get my mod pack sorted out, and I want to actually play this game for real, for real. That's gonna be the way I play it, just because it's that intuitive. Yeah, and the, and the fact that you were able to get Open Morrowind running on it's pretty sweet too. Yeah. yeah, that's actually it's a Linux app. I was surprised. Like I was able to go into like their little Linux store and just download it. Really? Yeah, and then just what? set it up as a Steam shortcut and. Off to the races. You do need to have official, the official game installed, though. You can't just, like, get free Morrowind. Yeah. You have to buy the Steam version. That has to be in your library installed. But it was 15 bucks. I mean, I spent more on lunch today. <laughs> yeah, right? Man, I, there's some times that I roll up to a fast food joint and order my food, and I get it, and they're like, yeah, your total comes to whatever it is. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, seriously? Right? What is going on with the world? <laughs> like, I should not pull into a McDonald's get a happy meal for my kid and an order of fries for me because i don't want to eat that stuff i'm on a diet and it's 20 bucks bro i get the same thing every time double quarter pounder no pickle no onion diet coke large double quarter pounders are the way to go 13 dollars even and i'm like whoo boy i remember when this was eight bucks time to bring out the guillotines boys yeah right we need a i was talking to my mom the other day i said you know people are always calling french people pussies but like anytime their government breathes wrong they set that motherfucker on fire until they do what they want them to do and guess what the government does it (laughs) because their people will murder them all ah but the difference is our government would murder us all that is true they would sell sell us there's a a twisted line where he says uh for all that we know, we'd have just been sold from the, by the government to aliens, for God only knows. And it's just like, yeah, because like, they don't give a fuck. I love, the, there's another line in that song, too. It was the time during Bush where he just goes, besides the good weed, the fuck's in Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody t- tried, and then the president at the time, whether it be, you know, Bush, Trump, Biden, just looked at them and said, what a fool you are. I'm a god. How could you kill a god? How could you kill a god? What a grand and intoxicating innocence. Lay down your weapons. It is not too late for my mercy. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, And if you're President Clinton, mercy means a completely different thing. Mercy. I did not <laughs> to inhale. To our us old people out there. I did not inhale. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to touch on with Morrowind. Um, I, you know, I just, I really appreciated the storytelling in this game. Um, it was quite good uh, for their first foray into 3D because Daggerfall was still pretty much 2D. Um, not a bad, not a bad venture. It's amazing to me that Morrowind came out in 2002. Four years later, 
Oblivion came out in 2006. Five years later, in 2011, and 11, 11, 11, Skyrim came out. And we are in 2023, and we do not have another fucking Elder Scrolls game yet. <laughs> this is true. And now that the new Bethesda game is out, they said that, okay, now we're going to start going into full production on Elder Scrolls 6, which means that motherfucker's still like five years off. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to be gray by the time Elder Scrolls 6 comes out. I'm already gray. <laughs> I'm going to be grayer. You're grayer. You're going to be Gandalf the Gray by then. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. However, I do have to say, going back and playing Morrowind after playing Skyrim three times in my life, I want to say, it was almost endearing to walk into town and hear that same music, uh, to hear that iconic soundtrack, to kind of see the bones of what was going to become an iconic game engine yeah for lack of a better term because the four and five are essentially i've never played four so i can't really speak to it but they essentially use those same mechanics oh yeah it was was the same engine for a long time yeah because i felt elements of skyrim in morrowind Morrowind came first, obviously, so it's the other way around. Elements of Morrowind are in Skyrim. So, if you go back to that game after seeing or playing Morrowind, you could see the inspiration, and you could see what they learned and improved upon. And you can also see, and in my opinion, and and this is just me, like, right? So, back when Morrowind came out, PC gamers were a very specific type of person. Because you had to have the money to be the nerd you wanted to be. (laughs) Because RAM and graphics cards and all of that shit back then was stupid expensive. Stupid expensive. And And not commonly seen in people's homes. Yeah. And most of it was console players. When they realized how big the console market was, like when Oblivion came out, they were like, okay. Not only with the menuing, like we were talking about Nate, but like. How can we make this more accessible so more people play it? How can we dumb it down? Okay, let's put in a compass that tells you where to go. You just follow the little arrow, and it'll take you to where you're going eventually. And things like that that weren't in Morrowind, because Morrowind, again, was designed with a specific player base in mind. After that, when consoles got real big and they saw that Morrowind did decently on the Xbox, they're like, okay let's focus on this new market because here's where the money is. They weren't necessarily wrong. They've made a good living in the console market off of, you know, Fallout and and Elder Scrolls. But to me, there's something to appreciate about the way Morrowind does not hold your hand where they're like, you are in this world. You are not some god right off the bat. You can barely swing a sword to hit a fucking rat. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. It's like it's like the game Gothic. When you go into Gothic, you're just a dude that got thrown in prison. You're not some savior. You know what I'm saying? Whereas in Skyrim, it's very much like very soon on, they're like, you're the dragonborn. You're the, the one who's going to save us all. It's like in Morrowind, you have to work for a while before they're like, yeah, you might be the Neverine. You know? So I just appreciate that more. It feels like it's more earned. Whereas I feel like the Dragonborn story, whilst it 
again, the hours I've put into Skyrim speak for themselves as far as how I feel about that game. But it is very much feels like, you know, they forced that in real early on. Like, you're the Dragonborn. You're the savior. Go do this. And I, I kind of I kind of appreciate the whole, like, you might, if it was, if they were like, you know what, you might be the Dragonborn. You might be. But go do some stuff. Like, if they'd have waited, like, 20 hours into Skyrim before they introduced dragons yeah. instead of in the first hour. I that that's just me though. That's just me nitpicking something that I liked more about Morrowind than I did for the later games. Oblivion's still a king though. I think unfortunately with Skyrim, the whole concept of you being the dragonborn was etched into the marketing to the point where if they didn't do the whole Thum thing and the whole you're the dragonborn, they might have lost their audience because they marketed it so heavily toward that. I think if I had gone 20 hours and didn't realize I was the Dragonborn, I might actually be a turnoff for Skyrim. Whereas in Morrowind, I went in with zero expectations of what I was going to be. And so if I had gotten to that point in the story, I think, like you said, it would have been more of a kick that I'm actually some kind of chosen one or some kind of savior. I thought I was just... A, a Nord who got like kicked off of a boat in this. Let's face it, Vardenvel's a hellscape. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not a pleasant. Like you're place literally to be. you're exploring a world where you do not want to be there, and they do not want you there. Which is also very different from Skyrim, because people don't know you from a hole in the wall in Skyrim until you start shouting. Yeah, like they don't. They don't come up to you and say, go away, or, or do you have a problem, or, or whatever else that they say. Like, like I there was one NPC that was like, well, what are you bothering me with now? Like, it's the level of... Disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, you're very clearly, this game is meant to throw you somewhere where you do not want to be and say, good luck. I just had a brilliant idea. I want to make a red guard. I'm going to try to make him bald. Name Mike Tyson. I'm going to make him an unarmed build. And I'm going to jack his unarmed up to ridiculous like he one-shots everybody. And I'm just going to run around punching anyone who disrespects him. Because <laughs> here's the thing Here's the thing you can do in Morrowind that I forgot to bring up. You can kill essential quest people. And then they're just dead. And you can no longer do the rest of that quest. <laughs> <laughs> like... There are very few people that you attempt to kill. Actually, I think in Morrowind, there is like, I don't think there's anyone who's essential, which means that when you kill them, they just drop to a knee and then heal up like they do in like Fallout and yeah. some of the later Skyrim games. I don't think anybody's like that in Morrowind. You accidentally whack somebody with a fucking sword and they drop dead, they're dead. You better reload. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Um, gentlemen, if you were to give Morrowind a rating on the, on a 10 scale, where would you, where would you find it lying at? curious what nates is going to be because he said he's going to be harsher on games now so yeah i, I was gonna let nate go first <clears throat> all right anyway. let's get the crucifixion going um <clears throat> so while this game i do see is a very important step in video game history i think it's a super duper important game it led to like you said two of the games that are even more influential in some regards which are oblivion and skyrim like, I don't think we would have open world games as we do today without a game like Skyrim. And this is the game that really kicked all that off, way more so than Daggerfall ever could have, you know? Um, I think it does some things really well. 
I think the combat mechanics are absolute garbage in this game. It's not fun to play that part of it. I like the fact that the um, story and dialogues are more detailed, but I think there's also a lot of superfluous dialogue in the game as well, where you get a cue where you can start asking people about um, this ice town or whatever. I can't remember the name of it. And so I'd start asking every NPC about it because that became a menu option for everything. And they all have the same response. It's a frigid hellhole and you shouldn't go there. Like, Solstheim. yeah, Solstheim. And like, yep, that's one of the uh, uh, expansion. Okay. Places. And that's every single NPC would, you could ask about it. And every single one would give the same answer. I'm like, all right, that's taking me out of it a little bit too. I, but I did like the fact that the NPCs all had dialogue and a lot of it, honestly, it's a lot better than Skyrim because the problem with voice acting is, like you said, it limits to how much you can actually do with it. And having a mixture of voice acting and non-voice acting is, in my opinion, better because sometimes I don't want to sit there and listen to something that I could read in two seconds to have some guy tell me in 45 seconds. And that's just the way I am. I'd rather get through something like that. Um, It's a long way about saying it's like, I really like this game, you know, for a lot of the things it did, but I don't like playing this game. Like it's fine. I could play it for a few hours and I never have to touch it again. I'm torn between two numbers and I think I'm going to go with the lower one just for shock value. Um, I'm giving more one to six out of 10. Six. Okay. That's actually higher than I was expecting you to say, to be honest with you. So I, yeah, that's not, that's not bad. Um, I will agree with like everything you said, to be honest with you. And the, the, I almost wonder if these days, if the story of Morrowind and stuff like would be cooler as like a walking sim. Where you're like going in this weird, lush environment. Now, granted, now these days you could just—they're trying to put Morrowind into Skyrim's engine and Skywind, and then th- that would be sweet. Yeah. And there is a way to do it. So I didn't talk about this on the main episode, but there is a modding way to do it called More Oblivion, and it takes the entirety of Morrowind and puts it in Oblivion. So. When you load up the game, you're loading into Oblivion, but you hit start new game and that opening screen from Morrowind comes up and you start in the ship. But all of the graphics are, are Oblivion graphics. And there's an NPC in Sedanine and there's an NPC in a couple other places where there's boats. And they will take you to the Imperial mainland. And you can go start playing Oblivion. So you can beat the entirety of Morrowind and then head over to Cyrodiil and go beat Oblivion. That's cool. Which is super okay, cool. That's really cool. And if I go back to play Morrowind again, fucking promise you guys that's how I'm going to do it. Because I've played more Oblivion, but I didn't want to do that for the, this episode. I wanted to play OG Morrowind with some mod packs to make it look better, but I wanted that OG combat yeah. and all of that. If I go back to this, I will 100,000 fucking percent be playing more Oblivion. That's fair. Oh, one thing I do want to say, um, too, is I also think the combat in Skyrim is trash. This is way worse than the combat in Skyrim. Combat in Oblivion is not going to make you any any happier. <laughs> like, I don't think Elder Scrolls games are supposed to have good combat. I think you're supposed to focus on everything else. Because I found the most fun I've ever I had in Skyrim has been not combat. Combat is actually something I kind of avoid in that game. Here's my here's my thing. 
The funnest combat in Elder Scrolls games to me is archery and spell and spell casting. Because when you have a sword, you're just whacking. It's the same. It's the same in Morrowind, but it, it's just like you're just hitting. You know, you're just whacking at him. Whereas with magic, you might hit him with a thing that locks him in ground, and then you hit him with a fire bolt, and then you know try to freeze him or do all these different things. Or with archery, you just sneak up and you shoot him from afar, and they die before you ever even get there. But when you start getting into these battles where you're just going clunk 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 with your sword while your enemy is going clunk 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 at you and it's like who's the only thing going on right now is whose hp is going to get down more that's why i like those mods for skyrim that change the combat up a little bit where it's like a little more soulsy so it's like you need to block because if you get hit it's gonna fuck you up and your enemies now block and you have to deal with that and there's just things i don't know bethesda releases good games and then their fans make them great games and see, that's what I liked about Kingdoms of Amalur, though, is the combat, and that felt rich and well executed. Yeah, and faster paced. I agree. And faster and a lot less clunky. Kingdoms of Amalur played to me like a really good single player MMO. Yeah. Like I don't know how else to describe it, but <laughs> like Terra. I think it was supposed to be an MMO at some point. It was. And it ended up not. Yeah, it absolutely was. So, dude wrote ten thousand years worth of backstory. Sense. Yeah. That's insane to me. 10,000 years worth of backstory. <laughs> Damn, R.A. Salvatore. So if you want to go back in time and listen to our Kingdoms of Amalur podcast, I'm on that one too. Yeah. Was it the, that was the first one you were on? No. That was the first one I was on. That was the... That was me... That was uh, a donation pick. Sticking my foot in the door. That was the donation That's pick. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then things just kind of escalated from there, and I pop in every now and again to play a game with you guys. Yeah, man. Um, had a thought and it's gone. What's your rating on this, my good sir? <laughs> so I have to rate two versions of this game. <laughs> and so my score is going to be the average of the two. Oh, no. So I have to rate Are you grading the on a curve? Xbox version. <laughs> yeah, I'm grading on a curve. Yeah, no, I, I have to average the two grades. Um, so the Xbox version, straight butt. Like unplayable in today's day and age um unfortunately they took mechanics that worked very well in the pc version and just kind of hacked their way into giving it a controller function um i don't know if this game was out on ps2 but i don't see how considering there are buttons in the xbox version that don't exist on a ps2 controller no this was xbox only just so you know yeah Yeah. so i don't know that version did not work for me and and i had to stop and so i need to take into account that it still has the nostalgia it still has the soundtrack um <laughs> it still has a very good setting um and i'm guessing a good story <laughs> uh the most fun i had with the xbox version was just figuring out how to cheese the mechanics and so i was able to like going to a cave or, or a shrine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Dawn. No, I was going to say, I forgot. We, I don't know if we pointed this out that you played about 15 to 16 hours of this game and did one quest. Yeah. Total. <laughs> that is, that is fucking tremendous. Two. If you count, giving the ring back to the guy. Okay. Then yeah, you did two quests. I did two quests. Tremendous. So, but that just shows you that you can get lost in these games figuratively oh, and absolutely. literally. <laughs> and, and, 
Skyrim is the same same thing. Like I could spend hours doing nothing in that too. So most of my time was like exploration. So I found this cave and there was a goblin in the cave and I couldn't kill him. But the Xbox version has cheats. So I was able to keep him from killing me by constantly using a cheat to refill my health. So I found out that I could use him as a grind point. And so I basically just started leveling up my sword and my armor skills through him until my stuff inevitably broke and I had to go back to town. And so that's where I got the charm and where I got the joy out of the Xbox version. So for that version, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Uh, More along the lines of what I thought Nate was going to give it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a, f- a four and a half uh, cave bats out of ten Dunmers. All right. But the PC version has a lot more potential to me, especially considering the mod pack that you showed me. And I think once I, I get that order figured out and I, I can get all the textures to load in properly and it'll just be a much better experience. But I think even if I were to just do open MW with no mods, then just the menus and the accessibility of, of kind of control combining controller with, with a trackpad set up. Um, I will get, and, and also being able to like click on some of the blue text to get more information. You can't do that in the Xbox version. I think that, that experience to me bumps it up to a six. And so my score has to be uh, five. Um, oh, God, I lost it. Five and a quarter? Huh? I, we'll do five and a quarter. That's fine. Uh, five and a quarter uh, chitons out of ten netches. All right. All right. See, if you weren't doing the average and Nate gave it a six and you gave it a six, I was just going to give it a six out of principle so we could get out of here and be like, ah, say that. <laughs> but um, I, so I respect this game just for like what it meant to, to PC gaming in general and open world gaming in general. Um, I don't think it's aged great. If I were to recommend anyone who has a passing interest in Morrowind, but does not have interest in older video games. On YouTube, there's a dude, Patrician TV. He did like an eight and a half hour video on Morrowind. And fun fact, for the first like five and a half hours of that video, he's playing on the Xbox version until he gets to a point where he basically says, okay, fuck the Xbox version. I can't deal with that anymore. We're moving to the PC version. And then he's like, God, this is so much better. And it's funny because his video goes from four by three to 16 by 9. <laughs> and suddenly you're like, oh, okay, he's using Open Morrowind now. And yeah, it's... God, I rest, I rest my case. Yeah, it's... it's I, didn't, I didn't want to bring that up earlier because I didn't want to stomp on you. But like, yeah, so that's why I was giggling while you were talking about that. I'm like, yeah, this sounds yeah. this sounds familiar. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, that video is tremendous and he covers anything you could want to know about Morrowind in that video. That, that motherfucker is crazy. He put out an eight and a half hour Morrowind video. Then he put out an 11-hour Oblivion video. Then he put out two videos on Skyrim. One of them is 11 hours and one of them is 9 hours. And they're supposed to be a part one and part two. Wow. 
dude goes in depth into these games. And uh, it's just impressive. I don't watch them in one sitting, obviously. But, like, I'll throw it on YouTube and I'll watch an hour or two of it and then go do something else and then come back and watch it. And it's amazing. It took me, like, a week and a half to watch the Skyrim videos. Maybe two weeks. But, like, dude, I'm impressed by the amount that guy puts in. So, shout out to him. Um, But as far as enjoyment of me playing this game, I stuck with it because... I wanted to see Dagother. I wanted to hear the words from Dagoth Wave. As stupid as that sounds, that's what drove me to the end of this game. And when I finally got to Dagother and I heard that and I figured out how to kill him and I killed him, I no longer gave a flying fuck. <laughs> and I uninstalled the game and deleted my mod pack. And like I said, when I go back to play it again and dive into it a little deeper, I am absolutely going to do it under the Oblivion engine. Because I think I am going to enjoy it more because that's the that's the engine that I originally know, you know. So the jankiness and all that shit that comes with it, I'm used to that jank. Give me that jank all day. So for Morrowind, though, I'm gonna give it a seven. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a seven Outlanders out of ten Narabar. So it's it's all right. Um, definitely a product of its time. But one that if you have any passing interest in PC RPGs or RPG gaming in general, I would say at least like dip your toes into it so you can see the the, the beginnings. Like we talked about this, the seeds of what would become the games that you enjoy today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. So before we get into uh, fan, uh, questions, you want me to go ahead and say what the next game is? No, make them wait. Make them wait. All yeah. right, let's do it. Next, first question. All right, our first question comes in from our buddy Fenris. Tomorrow, you wake up in a cyberpunk world. What is the first cybernetic enhancement you get? My legs. So I never have to deal with knee pain again, and I can run without my legs getting tired? Are you fucking kidding me? Hell yeah, give me some cybernetic legs. See, I'm going actually complete opposite. I'm getting these bad boys replaced with the Jack Specials. There you go, going jacks. How did I know? How did I know Nate's going to be like, sup? Yeah, dude. And he's going to have like this little blonde girl who's dressed up like a soldier hanging out with him at all times. <laughs> like, dude, can you just imagine having the jacks are just be able to rip anything apart you need to? Like, you'll never get, you'll never struggle with a pickle jar again, baby. Come on. How did I know you were going to go pickle jar? You need to be careful with the old pension rule with those things. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> you accidentally just annihilate one of your testicles. I guess I'll have to get that cybernetically redone, too. <laughs> that was a quest in Cyberpunk, actually. Getting cy- like, Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, you run into a guy who, like, got some black market genitalia surgery done, and, like, you have to get him to the hospital <laughs> immediately because it goes wrong, and if you don't get him there in time, his <laughs> That's really funny, though. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a thing today that was these reviews coming out for the uh, Phantom Liberty expansion. Yeah. I did not see a a review under, like, nine. It's crazy, that game. How it's gone from being the biggest disappointment to being, like, this game's freaking amazing. Like, I couldn't get into it when I tried to play it, but I respect the hell out of it. I mean, look at the the Witcher three. The, yeah. That went through a similar thing. It's just that CD Projekt Red's mo. Yeah, Witcher three was super buggy when it first came out, and they fixed it, and it is now considered one of the, if not the greatest RPG of yeah. all time. So, which Baldur's Gate, I think, from what I hear, is uh, 
trying to th- dethrone that game yeah. something serious. Uh, but as far as cybernetic enhancements I would want, I don't think I would want to change my outward appearance except for maybe <laughs> my gut. Uh, so I'm just going to go, you know, nanobots. <laughs> um, just, you know, get in there, regenerate my organs, kill some of the fat, make me make me look like a halfway decent, not hideous human being, and potentially be immortal. That's a good call. So you just want to be a roided Jim Carrey. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm done. All right, this next one comes in from Adam. It's a fuck Mary kill of the Elder Scroll races. All right, and I we, we did clarify this one because there was many ways that we could have went about it. And I think Adam said that he just wanted us to pick a race to fuck, pick a race to kill, and pick a race to marry. That's fair. So I'm gonna start you off on this one, and I'm gonna get super freaky with it. We're gonna start off fucking a Khajiit. All right. I mean. It just seems like it'd be hey. pleasant. Nice, warm, clean, <laughs> soft. Just stroke the furry wall. Imagine going and, and they start purring and you know you're doing it right. I mean, <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm going to marry an Argonian. Just, just because All I right. think they could help me out a lot in life. Like if I need something underwater, they can just go get it for me. I mean, just really cool stuff. That's true. And then Argonians can breathe underwater. That's, that's and true. then kill. I'm trying to remember which are the terrible races. Is that the Imperials or the Nords? So well, they're both pretty bad. The Imperials are all about spreading the Imperials to all over Tamriel. The Nords are straight up racist and don't want anyone else but the Nords. Yeah, let's kill the Nords. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's usually the race I pick too. Yeah, it's specifically the Stormcloaks because there are Nords. That's what I'm thinking of. The Stormcloaks, yeah. Yeah, but they are they are Nords. So yeah, you would yeah, have to. We're, we're gonna take out the Nords. So that's what you're getting from me, guys. All right, I am marrying an Imperial because they are silver tongued and they are good merchants, which means he'll probably have some money. <clears throat> I am going to fuck a Bosmer, the Wood Elf. That's a good call. Uh, I like them because they are great at archery. So usually when I make a sneak archer, I'm going Bosmer. I'm going to kill the Altmer, the High yeah. Elves, because they sniff their own farts. They do. They are like, we are better than you. We are smarter than you. We are an elder race. Suck our dicks. It's like, no, actually, sir, suck my <laughs> dick. Anytime I'm playing Skyrim and I have a Thalmor embassy people come walking by me and they're like, mind your own business, uh. I kill them where they stand. <laughs> <laughs> And I take their armor and I go sell that shit because who wants to wear elven armor? Wow. I actually like elven armor in Skyrim. Me too. I, I wear it. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But yeah. Um, but shout out All to right. orcs. None of us mentioned orcs, but they're, they're yeah, awesome. So shout out to orcs. I don't think. No, so, I don't think that Mikolov's gone yet. No, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I do this to Willie all the time, too. Go ahead. <laughs> but he is Willie. But now, hey, it's Willie. How you doing, everybody? <laughs> so you took my answer for, for fuck, so I'm not going to fuck a Bosmer. I'm going to fuck an orc. Okay, there you go. Because, man, that's that sounds like a good time. Bones might yeah, get broken, will. but you know what? It's probably the same experience you'd have with a Klingon. You're just going to enjoy the ride. <laughs> You're going to cling on. Um, for the ride. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not used to being at the receiving end of dad jokes. I don't know what to do with myself. Should have thought about that, buddy. 
I know. You make like a tomato and catch up. <laughs> Listen, you know, we got to wrap things up because I must hurt. <laughs> oh, man, there's a lot Nate of jokes. Does not, man, Nate does not relish this right now. Hot dog. I was, gonna, I was about to say wieners. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to marry a Khajiit for one reason and one oh, yeah. reason alone. I'm in a very bad mood. I'm laying. I, I lay down on my couch. My couch like pops up, and I'm just kind of laying there. I might have like a handheld in my hand, or I might just be on my phone, just like Doom trying to just wash off the stink of the day. And my cat will just jump on my lap and just lay down and start purring. That really gets your engine going. So imagine that. Imagine that in human form. <laughs> I just, you know, I love the way Khajiit talk. So it would be like that. Khajiit just comes over to you and's like, "This one loves me. How, how was, how was your day? May I, this may one I love trying to make you feel better. Sands. And besides, also, um, endless supply of skooma. That stuff's got to be good. Khajiit has ass if you have wares. <laughs> Damn it! Or it's no. I'm sorry. Khajiit has ass if you have coin. <laughs> That's what I, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> Fucked it up. Kajit will be big spoon <laughs> if you have coin. <laughs> so who are you killing? Um, Brentons. Mm. Brentons. Okay. Brentons are just miserable freaking creatures. They're- and every time I run into one, I just need to kill him. <laughs> and let's not. Let's not forget. And I've already forgotten his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Let's not that forget him, but you forgot him. Brenton in Skyrim that you go to sell your stuff to. And he'd sell his own sister. What the heck is this guy's name? Oh, Bellator. Bellator. Bellator needs to. I, I'd I'm sell my own sure. sister if I could make enough gold off of her. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> what I, can I do I for think, you? I think. If it weren't for the fact that, like, at the beginning of the game, you really need him because he's, like, one of the few merchants that will buy anything, yeah. I would kill him. I rob him so blind, bad. bro. Do you? Yeah. I, nice. I always rob And I sell him his shit back. <laughs> Fuck him. That's he's a perfect. He's an asshole. You know what's funny, though, is Bretons are the best magic users of the humans. And high elves are the best magic users of the elves. Maybe it's just magic that makes you a dick in the elves. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, I, I can hit you with a fireball before you get too close. <laughs> but then, you know, God. none of us brought up red guards because they're generally yeah. pretty cool. Except Nazim. Yeah, yeah, fuck Nazim. Yeah, he's the only one. <laughs> fuck Nazim. You haven't been to the cloud district recently, have you? Oh, what am I saying? Of course you haven't. Yeah, he's the only red guard I'm reading that I really just severely dislike. <laughs> All right, our next one is also from Adam. Anything jump out is great at the directs. It's like the place, the PlayStation State to play, the Nintendo Direct. Um, one thing, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, so no, one thing that really jumped out to me, that I'm kind of excited about, and I want to see even more about, is that new um, Princess Peach Showtime game. Because like, there's not enough good. like. Peach standalone plays her games. And like I'm really excited to see what they do with this one. But there's exactly one. It's called Super Princess Peach. Yep. It's on the DS. Yep, so I'm excited about that right. one. I also do love that they're adding Diddy Kong, Pauline, and 
Funky Kong to um, Mario Kart 8. Well, they kind of have to after the movie. The, the Kongs yeah. make the carts. But Pauline, I love Pauline so much. Spoiler. Pauline's really? the greatest, dude. She, is she, uh, is she uh, Diddy's sister? No, no. Pauline is the human that, if you've ever played Super Mario Odyssey, she was the mayor of New Donk City. Oh! Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And if you've ever played the original Donkey Kong, she's the one that yep. Mario's trying to save. Uh, okay, well, that's that's weird. I always got the vibe that he was trying to save her because he wanted that booty. But if you play Mario Odyssey, there's a weird body discrepancy between the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> He'd have to jump every time. It'd just be like, "Whoa, ha ha, ha Let's let's go. So, shout out to Charles yeah. Martinet, by the way. So, what you guys? Anything jump out at you? Nintendo I know one thing that jumped out is the Dalton for sure. Me, Dalton, the oh, classic God. Tomb Raider remastered. Oh Jesus, yes. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> uh, they smoothed their boobs out, which is weird, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really like. I was talking about earlier. I hope they have a toggle. Uh, we talked about that in the Patreon, actually. Uh, I hope they have a yeah, toggle. We did. Uh, where you can switch the graphics like I discovered the Halo remastered yeah. games have when I was randomly playing those last night and I clicked select on accident and all of a sudden it looked like it did back in the day and I was like <laughs> <sighs> so that was constantly and here's the thing here's a, a quick side tangent when I'm playing Halo not only does it work when you're playing the game but when you're watching a cutscene. Uh. so they have these new beautifully rendered like CG movie fucking cutscenes. but you can hit select and it'll take you back to that original Xbox characters walking up and they were doing the little cutscene with in-game characters awesome. and stuff. And then you can switch it back to this movie looking fuck. It's awesome, bro. That is cool. <clears throat> it's super, super cool. Um, the Yeah, the Tomb Raider remasters, um, the Star Ocean um, second story R. Uh, that is another one that looks fantastic and I can't wait for that to come out. Um, man, I you know, I haven't watched any of these yet. I've just been gathering information from what i got for the jrpg report and what i'm looking through for that um but those are the two big ones um i know uh mikhailov's gonna mention one so i'm not gonna mention that one um but there were there were a few that um and i wish i had i wish i had read through the questions i'd have pulled up a list um because i just can't think of it i know mortal kombat one looks fire but i think that that's not really a a game like that it's Mm -hmm. already out so um yeah spider-man 2 yeah of course Spider-Man 2 looks incredible, but that's gonna not going to come to PC for a while. No, we'll... You guys still need to play Miles yeah. Morales, though, right? Yeah. I need to buy my I have it, Miles Morales eventually. I've thought about just playing it so many times. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. What about you, Mikolov? So, I've got three. Uh, two of them are Mario games, surprisingly. And and I don't know why I'm super hyped for two remakes of old Mario RPGs. <laughs> but the first trailer, not so much the direct one, because that was just more of what the gameplay was. But the first trailer where they showed the SNES intro to Super Mario RPG. And you're sitting there thinking... Oh, here we go. It's coming out on SNES Online, finally. And then just this fairy shows up, waves a wand, and now all of a sudden you're looking at the same cutscene in 16 by 9 with modern graphics, and you're like, wait a minute. They're remaking this sucker. Go ahead. I think they 
prefer to be called alternative lifestyle flying beings. Jesus Christ, Dalton. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. That's Lord, I fair. apologize. <laughs> Bring a little game buds in that, here. Continue. That that's fair. E. <laughs> 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 oh, Nate. <laughs> you... <laughs> the, how the turntables. <laughs> so, so let's like cool down from that amount of hype. And then they announced Thousand Year Door is coming back. Completely remade. Yeah, I, and, and that's exciting to me because I've never played any of the Paper Mario games, so... And the thing of it is, is that we talked about this on JRPG Report, too. I feel like that's a precursor to something else that's so. coming. Yeah, because I think that maybe Nintendo's finally listening and they're not, like, doing stupid stuff with Paper Mario anymore. They're re-releasing their most power popular Paper Mario game ever before they just started to get crazy with mechanics and everything. And so we may be getting another Mario RPG of some kind. Uh, we could be getting another Paper Mario that's actually the proper. I'm not gonna. I, I don't think "proper" is the right word, but the most widely accepted gameplay style for a Paper Mario game. Or we may just get another Mario RPG, because if Nintendo is willing to go back to the table with Square Enix and negotiate being able to use Mallow and Gino again and just redo this whole story, they may be willing to go part yeah. two. And that that will make me very happy, happy man. Yeah. Be pretty cool. And then the last one uh, I should probably just touch on is uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yeah. Just because I feel like that's going to be the meat and bones of this trilogy. And so you're going to be able to do actually the fun stuff in that game. They already showed Chocobo Racing. They already showed Chocobo Breeding. So I, I think that this game is going to be a lot more open than the first one was. And it's going to feel like all the things that you liked doing in Final Fantasy VII, but it's very nicely yeah. rendered. Which gives me pause for the third one, because I don't want the third game to just be the last dungeon. Like, I feel like they, they're going to have to pad that out a little bit. But... Still, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. One uh, or two other games really that I I spaced, but I literally just checked my phone and Jeremy has sent me a release date for one of them. So, like, oh okay. Um, the like a dragon, the man who like a dragon guide, and the man who erased his name, and like a dragon infinite wealth, which is like a dragon eight or Yakuza eight. Um, and that apparently the release date for Infinite Wealth is January 2024 because as we were recording this, I believe the Ryu guy get token, uh, direct, I'll call it, <laughs> uh, showcase happened oh, wow. today. And Tokyo, Tokyo Game Show started like right around when we were starting to record. I believe Tokyo Game Show started. Nice. So, it's going to be a lot more shit for us to be like, oh, God, yeah. coming up soon. Because this is the good time of year, especially for the JRPG report. This is the this is where we yeah. get our cake. Yeah, yeah. No, this is, is we're we're gonna have a busy Sunday. Yeah. One more that I wanted to bring up too was Resident Evil Four got its DLC announced, and VR mode is coming to Resident Evil Four. Oh boy! Oh, no. And I believe that DLC for Four is Ada Wong. Yeah, they did do the 
so basically they're doing a remake of the original DLC for Resident Evil 4, which was the Separate Ways part add-on, which does have the playable Ada Wong in it, yeah. Yeah, and Ada's such a badass. Yeah. I remember her mm-hmm. from 2 just coming in and kicking ass and taking the yeah, so lover. It's going to be some pretty cool stuff coming out. Talk about a series I didn't expect myself to get as into as I did. Yeah. But the fact that I sat there and beat two whole mm-hmm. games and then started a third in the time it took us to do the one episode on Resident 2, Resi 2, I'm just like, man, yeah. good stuff. All right. Our next question comes from Kana, and I'm going to let Dalton explain this one to us. How can you kill a god? What a grand and intoxicating innocence, Kana. Uh, you get a really high sword skill stat, and you whack him about five times. <laughs> After you've killed the heart of Lorikin by striking it five times with keening and five times with sundering. There you go. That's how you kill a god, Kana. Hmm. And this, you could also turn God mode on and console that stuff. <laughs> real quick. Yes, you could also. You could actually TGM God mode, console in the two or the three weapons that you need, and then you could literally hit TCL, which is toggle collision lines, and then you can walk up into the sky and walk straight to where he's at, and then hit TCL again. You'll land on the ground, and you can walk in the door and go find him. <laughs> Right. Next one yeah. is from Master Loot. Which state has the most beautiful scenery slash nature? What's the state with Yellowstone? Wyoming? Yeah. I'm going to go with that. It's beautiful. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Upstate New York is also very pretty. Not New York City. Go no more north. Yeah. Anything near true. Canada is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, the one that I can that sticks out that I've been to personally that I really enjoyed is Colorado. Just like the Rocky Mountain area is just so freaking beautiful. Hell yeah. What about you, Connecticut boy? I don't know, because Connecticut's not that pretty. Um, yeah, but Florida's flat. I would say eh, some places could be pretty hilly. Yeah, okay, hilly. hilly. Well, hilly by Connecticut <laughs> standards, you know. So I'm... I don't want to say Rhode Island because Newport is nice, but I wouldn't call it pretty. Um, New Hampshire can be pretty darn gorgeous, though. Okay. Yeah. I love all those little stuff. I really want to go to Vermont in the fall, the foliage. Yeah, I've heard yeah. it's really pretty. I want to go to Maine. Yeah, I want to go to Maine. I want to do a bunch of shit in Maine because yeah. it's Maine. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you guys know what snow is? Yeah. Dal- I do. Dalton's probably seen it once I had, in I didn't his have life. To- I did when I went to New York and visited Ryan. <laughs> I got to see it while I was up there, and I loved it. I built a little snowman. Uh, I played catch with the dog out in the snow and watched the dog flop around in the snow, and it was adorable because this dog was massive. It's a big old St. Bernard. Massive oh, wow. and such the sweetest, the sweetest fucking dog. His thing's head was the size of a basketball, and it would just come lay it in your lap and just be like, love me. <laughs> she, was, she was such a sweetheart. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the snow. I didn't have to drive in it. I was always a passenger. Yeah. So there's that. But I enjoyed you it. You didn't have to clean it up either. No, not really. I did I did help like Ryan clean his car off and stuff, like when the snow was on there, but yeah. it didn't bother me. Yeah, no, in my garage I have a a twenty six inch snowblower that every time winter comes around, well, it's gonna snow. Alright, let's suit up, go outside, get the snowblower, clear out the driveway, make a path. <laughs> Fun times. It's the one thing I don't really like about living up this way. It's just you get four seasons, but that means you get four seasons. You got to deal with them. Yeah. 
you know, I when I think of Connecticut, I think of Titan Towers, right? WWE, their big building. Mm. Stanford. In Stanford. And they sold that motherfucker. Yeah. They don't, they're not doing their thing there anymore. So they're like actively getting out of that building because the, the merger and all that happened. Really? I just saw that building recently. Mm-hmm. I was down that way. Eventually that building's not going to have that logo on there anymore. And that's going to be a sad day. That's sad. That's, that's upsetting. I always found that as a point of pride because I don't really follow wrestling, but I know you guys like it. So that's that was my one flex for the Discord. <laughs> I live in the state where that logo is on a building. <laughs> yeah, they're moving all this shit to Orlando, I think. Oh, you know, the frig- um, Vince McMahon's wife tried to run for governor one year. She got defeated wholeheartedly. Doesn't surprise like, me. Nobody wanted her in public office. Yeah. Well, goddamn, pal. <laughs> all right, next. Next one goes from Master Loot. Any good eats this week? No, I basically lived off fast food and gas stations. Uh, Not this week. But last week, um, I grilled some chicken on my Blackstone, seasoned it up with some garlic powder and Italian seasoning, chopped it up, uh, put it in a bowl of pasta with uh, some vodka sauce, threw some peas in there. It was delicious. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I love chicken and I love vodka sauce. So that sounds delicious. Mm. I made crunch wrap burgers in a way. Um, where you take and you, you cook your burger and then you take a flour tortilla and you put your f- burger in there and you, I made a cheese sauce. So like I, I didn't do straight like cheese cheese. I just did a cheese sauce that I had whipped up and, uh, drizzled some of that in there and then you fold it up and you put it in the pan. Um, folded side down first so you can get mm-hmm. that where it cooks and seals it and then you flip it over mm-hmm. toast the other side and your stuff on the inside stays nice and hot that cheese gets really nice and melty in there and i didn't even put condiments on it it didn't need it nice like and when i depending on how i do my burgers i'll either just do salt and pepper or i do if i mix them because a lot of times i try not to mix them so like i just pull out a chunk form it into a ball very quickly and that's it. That's all I touch it. That's how my burgers stay so damn juicy. Don't overwork them. But if I'm in a situation where I need to work the meat, I will add some paprika and a little garlic powder, a little onion powder, that kind of stuff in there and really work the meat to make Mikhailov laugh and and just get it in there. And then I'll do my burgers and uh, they come out with almost like a slight barbecue-y type flavor that's really good. But yeah, Man. try a Crunchwrap burger. It's pretty damn good. And it saves you on calories because you're not eating a big whole bun. You're just doing a little flour tortilla. Nice. That's a... Uh... Pretty good idea, actually. I recommend Smash Burgers, though, because that way they're thinner. It's easier to fold it over. That's all. So, have you guys ever heard of fried dough? No, I don't guess so. Just straight up fried dough? Just straight up fried dough. You just take some pizza dough, you throw it in a fry pan, you let it get nice and cooked, and then you throw some sauce and some Parmesan cheese on it. It's very much a regional thing up here, because I went to Ocean City... And we saw fried dough on the menu of a restaurant, and we did not get what we thought we were going to get. <laughs> to me, it just sounds it like some breadsticks, more, it, was, it was like some bread. That's exactly what it was. It was breadsticks. And we're like, that's not fried dough. That's a breadstick. And they're like, yeah, that's fried dough. And I'm like, oh, wait, we're not in Connecticut. Okay. <laughs> Fair Next enough. one's from Master Loot. What's the best boss and manager you ever had and why? 
So his name was Anthony. Uh, it was when I worked at Harvey's. And he was just super cool and down to earth. Like uh, some some dudes that were trying to steal straight up tried to jump him one time and I got in between it and everything. So me and him had like this weird respect after that. Um, But like, for instance, we're sitting in the office one time and he just goes, yo, D. And he shows me his phone and there is a video playing of him. It's his hand spreading open this girl's hoo-ha. And he goes, that's what a black that's what a black girl pussy look like. <laughs> right? Anthony, just oh, this old black guy. I loved him to death. And there like, was a time I was sitting there, I'm counting money. And uh this girl Lindsay that I worked with was in there. And I'm counting her till, because I was an office manager back then. And she goes, Damn, Dalton, you count money like a drug dealer. And I stopped counting and I looked at her. I'm thinking to myself, bitch, you have bought pot from me before. Why would you even say that? And so I look at Anthony, and Anthony just looks at me and kind of grins. And goes back to looking what he's doing. Because Anthony's from the streets. Like, he knows what's up. He knows that I'm a stoner. Like, he ain't dumb. He used to tell me, he'd be like, yo, Suda, when you get off, go home, get your mind right. Go get your mind right. Yes, sir. <laughs> so anyway, so the girl looks at me and she goes, so I just have a curious, I just have a question. What happens if our till is short? You know, so like, say, say it's like $50 short. And say like, you know, I, I worked it that day and then like the office people worked it that day. But if it comes up short, like, do I get in trouble for it? Or is like, does everybody who worked it? Because, you know, you guys work the registers too and all that. And before I can answer, Anthony just holds his hands up and he goes, hold on, I'll take this one. And he leans forward and he looks at her and he goes, we don't come up $50 short. End of story. And then he just sits back in his chair and goes back to doing what he was doing. Just completely like, no, bitch, that doesn't happen. So don't even worry about it. Because if it does happen, it's on you because that doesn't happen here. <laughs> But yeah, Anthony, Anthony was the man. He was, he was super cool. I should have been a better person back then when I was working there. Well, the next I day, guess mine would probably be about three jobs ago. I went through a weird period where a company I was working for got bought out. And so I had a transition to this whole other company stuff and got a new manager and all that stuff along the way. And I ended up staying with that company for like five more years after I, that company got acquired and like, well over seven eighths or 90 percent of the people who worked there before were let go i was still there five years later so he was a really cool dude i learned a lot of new skills and became much more um acclimated in doing data work so really helped my career get to where it was oh yeah so for me i gotta say it's my my buddy jeremy because i mean i was already an established teacher and jeremy uh was my gamestop guy so we didn't know each other other than that for a good chunk of time. And then one day I went to pick up a game and we just we kind of bonded. Uh, we were just started having a conversation. We kind of bonded over over a common interest. And then that just kind of ended with, you know, we should hang out. And he was kind of apprehensive about it because he didn't want to uh, have outside friendships with his customers. But I, I don't know what it was about me that, that convinced him to break that, but he invited us over for dinner, and then next thing we knew, we were friends, and then next thing I knew, like I went there to pick up a game, and he's like, I need seasonal help, and he just casually passes me an application, and I ended up working GameStop as a second job for like four mm. years after that, just because he was my boss, and it was an opportunity for us to hang out and, and bullshit and... I was able to help him get some work done because he was having trouble finding decent employees at the time and just worked out. Hell yeah. 
and we we still get together. He's like my kid calls him Uncle Jer, and you know he's family. It's awesome. All right, next one comes in from some jackass uh, team retro. Sorry, <clears throat> uh, who's the worst boss or manager you ever had, and why? I actually asked this question so I could answer it. Little bit. That's weird. okay. We're all weird here. Go for it. <laughs> so I had this lady who was my manager when I worked at one of the three Toys R Us's I worked at up here. And she was just a nightmare. She was absolutely freaking insane. And there were two moments where I knew that I needed to get out of there. Uh, one of them was where, because I was working HR for the store, her and I had to go to a conference in, I don't even remember where it was, in Massachusetts, I think. I, I couldn't tell you. Um, but we had, a, we had to go to a Toys R Us conference in like a hotel conference room. And she drove, and I was supposed to be the navigator. This was before iPhones. And so I had printed out directions on MapQuest. This is, I'm, I was I'm there for those myself. times. Don't worry, man. <laughs> and I had a Motorola Q, which did have access to um, whatever came before 3G. And so I could kind of reference that as needed in case I got lost, but it, I, I, I was going to go over my data if I did. So I tried not to. And she kept misinterpreting and going wrong directions. Mm. And then she would start yelling at me that we were going the wrong directions. Now, keep in mind, I was stuck in a car with this woman. Yeah. And then the final nail in the coffin was when we had an ice storm up here. And I had to drive half an hour on the highway in a sports car, in the ice storm, drew 20 miles an hour on the highway, just scared, white-knuckling it the whole way, to get there for four in the morning to open the store so the truck people can go unload the truck. Of course the truck people didn't show up. One of them was in walking distance, but there was just so much ice that he would have slid here. <laughs> so I'm alone in the store. There's no way in hell I'm working on that truck by myself. And so I go off to, I, I start doing other things to prepare to open. And then finally, like, one guy shows up and he starts working on the truck. He does what he could. Well, that lady told me to write up everybody who called out because of the snow. And then yelled at me that the truck wasn't done. Man, that sounds familiar. Yeah. It's your turn, Dalton. <laughs> uh, well, so I have two, two trains of thoughts on this. One is I worked for a guy that in produce over in Winn-Dixie that I walked in one day. So this dude, he wanted, he was very, very particular. He wanted all of the apples turned with the stem of them facing the back of the store. So he wanted the apples on their side, all of them. And he would come in the next day and he would look at them, right? I got off at nine o'clock. The store was open until 10 o'clock. So if anybody came in and fucked with them after I left, I would get in trouble for them not being perfect, right? But, and he would, so his thing was he would, you'd go in and he would have the list of things you're supposed to do from the night before. And he would edit and write all the things that you did wrong and everything could have been better. And he would circle it and write it in big red marker 
and then post it up on the cabinet right there where everybody walks by. So anyone who came in there could see, whoa, Dalton's going to have a rough shift today. He's got all this that he did wrong, blah, blah. So that was the way his things. I, I One of the last straws, I walked in there, and he looked at me, and he went, God, you know, Dalton, you are ugly, but God loves you, so I love you. And I just looked at him and went, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> and he's like, I'd appreciate it if you didn't curse. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> what? What? You just called me ugly, motherfucker. Fuck you, you bald head ass. You and your fucking looking like an old beat up fucking buzzard ass. Anyway, so he sucked, but he ain't got nothing on Trisha. Wow. Um, without going into too much, my current manager at Walgreens is the worst manager I've ever had. She needs to learn how to fuck. <clears throat> she needs to learn how to talk to people. Uh, she needs to learn how to run a business. She needs to learn how to focus on her store instead of worrying about all these other stores and teaching classes for all these other managers. And she needs to get back in touch with being someone who works up front and not someone who just tells people up front what to do. Um, and for anything deeper than that, you really want to hear me go off on that. Might I point you to yet another BS podcast or otherwise known as Yab's Pod, a show that me and Jeremy do on the off weeks of this show right here. Because I have done my fair share of bitching on that show within the past few months. Ah, uh, year. The past year. Fuck you, Trisha. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> All right. For me, it's probably, it's not probably, it's definitely the job I had before the game job that made me question my entire career and just quit with no notice. Something I've literally never done before. And I still get angry thinking about it. So I'm done thinking about it. It's that one. So our, yeah. <laughs> our next, next question, <laughs> next question. <laughs> what's the typical summer? What's the typical summer in the USA? I feel like we're all going to have different answers for this. I mean, yeah, it's are. honestly hot. Uh, it's 4th of July, hot dogs, grilled burgers, trying to take a vacation, Fireworks. sweating your balls off at Disney World, those sorts of things. Summer here to me is defined by three things. Sweat, mosquitoes, and tourists. Other than that, summer's kind of cool. I mean... The kids are out, so like if you got kids, you can go hang out with them, take them to go do fun things. Um, it's just where I live is blistering hot, Master Loot. And not only is it blistering hot, sometimes the humidity is at a hundred percent. So you walk outside. If you ever been in a sauna, because that's what it feels like outside here, and it sucks. And you have the sun beating down on you on top of it. And yeah, on yeah, so it'll be like a hundred and three degrees with the real feel, putting it at about a hundred and eighteen. With 100% humidity, good fucking luck. Your clothes stick to you. The one thing I have to say about your neck of the woods, though, is that when it rains, you don't need an umbrella, you don't need a coat, you don't need anything to shield yourself from the rain, you just let it ride. Yeah, because it's either, well, it depends. It's either going to rain for two minutes or five minutes, and it's going to pour, and it's going to make it hot and muggy out, or it's going to rain... And rain, 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 and rain. There's no in between. Yeah, those. <laughs> it's, it's either and not those a lot light rains. They just make it worse. They make it so hot. At least when it rains for a whole day, that next day is relatively cool, for the most part. But dude, when you're just chilling and there's like a little ten minute sprinkle, and then you go back outside 
You thought the humidity was bad before? Oh, brother, I live in the wrong fucking state for a big I mean, fat guy. So I'm trying to lose some it's, weight. It's like breathing a liquid, dude. <laughs> a hot, a hot, you know, like when you get a coffee and you go to take that first sip and it's nice and hot and you get that breath of steam and it chokes you a little bit. That can happen to you in Florida walking outside. <laughs> I have literally, and I shit you not, I have sweat and been so hot that I go into the air conditioner to cool off and I begin to steam because I am so hot that I'm putting off steam from the temperature difference because my hair's so thick, bro. It's <laughs> Would that make you a steam machine? <laughs> I should start a podcast. Yeah, you probably should. <laughs> so see I I guess I have no room to complain. It can get high 90s low hundreds up here but when that happens we typically call it a heat wave quote unquote and people cannot handle 90 degree heat up here see we just call it a thursday <laughs> I, yeah this year we had like so yeah like three straight weeks to a month of over 100 degree weather in tennessee my dude <laughs> yeah i've been to tennessee as well and Man, you guys get some Beatles down there. John Paul George and Ringo. Like, I, like, <laughs> Damn it, I have it. never. God, I wish it was it was a singing variety, but man, that that's another thing about Connecticut people. They're afraid <laughs> of bugs. They are deathly afraid of flies and mosquitoes, and and they hate them and and want them out of their life. Send those motherfuckers down here around where I live, around the swamps, and let them have a mosquito the size of a small cockroach land on them and begin to suck their blood. The, bro, there are times that I kill mosquitoes down here when you smash them, and I am soaked in someone else's blood, or my blood, I don't know, and I'm like, like I hope it's mine. <laughs> it's like, yeah. did I just inadvertently oh. give myself hepatitis? What the fuck's going on here? Yeah, no, we we don't like bugs up here, and but you know we don't get anything like what you guys get. Like I'm pretty my first night in Tennessee when I saw the beetles that were coming out. God, I freaked <laughs> out, and and my buddy that that lives down there was just like, "What's your problem? That's just that's just got nothing on the bugs in Florida, like, dude. Because I've seen them too. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm just like, man, oh, even just like my so my dad's from New Jersey. Sorry, I didn't interrupt you, but like from my dad's from New Jersey. Yeah, you're fine, right? And when I was up there, he was telling me, he's like, you know what's great about up here that you that you can't really do in Florida? I was like, what? And he's like, other than mountains and things like that. He goes, if you see a nice lake here, you can go swim in it without worrying about jack shit. He goes, because up here, there are no water snakes. He goes, and if they are, they're not poisonous. He goes, there's no gators up here. There's nothing in that. I mean, venomous, not poisonous. And there's no, there's nothing in this water. He goes, you might get bit by a gar. He goes, or you might have a fish nibble on you, but there's nothing that's going to grab you and drag you underwater and drown you and kill you and eat you. <laughs> Whereas I have literally walked out in my fucking backyard here and had an alligator in my backyard <laughs> and I don't live near water. I'm glad I don't have the alligators, so, but we have a the, lot of uh, water moccasins and alligator snapping turtles and you want to lose a foot real quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, dude, just fucking accidentally step near one of those things, and it just takes two toes off. Boom. Oof. No, thank you. And then moccasins, you get bit by one of those, you better hope you can get to a fucking yeah. hospital. Or you're dead. 
Yeah, Connecticut's looking better and better every day. <laughs> like I said, oh, you guys got that WWE building. You guys, but you know what, Dalton? <laughs> we still swim in the lakes because we're idiots here. <laughs> yeah, I do not as much now that I'm older, but I will still. I have this paralyzing fear of being like in the open lake water. So, like, I'll swim near shore. I'll swim near a deck. Um, but if I'm out on a boat, I'm staying in that fucking boat. I'll get on a raft and get pulled behind it and everything but if i fall off that thing i'm going to be in pure anxiety until you get that boat back near me and i can get out of the water and onto the See, boat i'm way more scared of the by the shore than the open water in the lakes here because the snakes and the turtles are all going to be on the shore yeah fair enough and the snakes are here there too but like i can see them generally because i don't fuck around with lakes that have like a lot of reeds and stuff by the way no fuck you no <laughs> No thanks. I, I, when I was dating Savannah, she lived on Lake Santa Fe, which is one of the bigger lakes here, um, because they call this area the Land of Lakes, right? Um, and we're out. It's it's night again. She was drunk, barefoot. We're out on her thing. She's charging her crystals in the moonlight. Kind of touched <laughs> on this earlier, right? And we're sitting out there, and I'm like stressing because she's wasted, like wasted drunk, and. I'm trying to keep her from falling into the lake or being stupid. And I hear, and I was like, oh, that's not a frog. I was like, that's a fucking alligator. And she goes, yeah, there's a big one that lives out here. <laughs> and I'm like, thinking in my head, I'm like, bitch, I'm never getting in this water again. What, what are you talking about? There's a big one that lives out here. But yeah, dude, they're all over the place down here, dude. Like, you, people, people, have you seen, there was a viral video not that long ago of people fucking floating down the Itchituckney River on rafts like everyone does. Everyone just floats down. And they came upon this one area where there was like a little sandbar thing in the middle of the river and a fucking big ass alligator just chilling yeah. on it. Thing came into the water with them and everything. Was, nope. <laughs> Get me out of here. Nah, dude, that's a dinosaur. That is a Man. dinosaur. No thank you. And people up here have this utopian view of Florida like... People retire down there that lived in Connecticut. They like buy property in Florida and they move down there. Yeah, they, they're thinking they, of one specific area, and that is the Keys. Yeah, <laughs> but I know somebody who's retired, and he goes down to Florida in the colder months, so he doesn't have to deal with the snow up here. But as soon as the weather starts getting warmer, he's back up here in Connecticut because he's smart. <laughs> yeah, he comes down here when it's only eighty yeah. degrees. Right. It's like fucking. Do you know how many so the, Christmases? Like people were like, "Oh man, you don't seem very Christmassy this year." I'm like, "That's because it's 85 degrees outside. It doesn't yeah. really feel Christmassy yeah. here." <laughs> no. It gets cold in like February. See, I'm glad at least yeah. I live in Tennessee, where we do have seasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I saw footage of like you got you got like I don't know half an inch of snow and people lost their minds. What in Florida? No, oh, no, like Tennessee. that's true, man. Because I've had years where there's been like six inches of snow, and that is crippling here. Like you can't leave your house at six inches of snow. Yeah. No, and I don't imagine there's a lot. No, of No, you have to wait for the city to send the street plows, and if you're living on a small road, it might be five days until you get one. Wow. Yeah. See, up here we have uh, every town has a. Uh, has a plow has plows already ready to go and 
the second we hear a snowstorm is coming, like they pre-salt the roads, they like gas everything up, and they're yeah. they're just on it. See, we don't have that here because like we went to Boston a couple years ago in the middle of winter, and mm-hmm. yeah, it snowed, and it was no problem for any of our Uber drivers. And we're like, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can equate that to yeah. like when hurricanes come through here. Like in the Discord, everyone's yeah. like. Oh my God, Dalton! Please be safe. You know, let us know. Yada yada yada. And I'm like, that's nah, only a cat three. And they're like, well, it's only I a cat we had three. That conversation. I'm like, yeah. I was like, I've been through category fives that are ridiculous, and we didn't have power for like a fucking whole month. I'm like, a little category three. That's a that's a rough rainstorm. I went to work that day. Listen, we we had a cat one almost hit us, and people started <laughs> freaking out up here. Like we're getting a hurricane. It's not much worse than a tropical storm. Buy the toilet paper. Oh my god, bro! The 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 toilet paper thing. Like you guys think it was bad when COVID hit. That's every year here. We're around hurricane season. So all of a sudden, we're selling ass loads of water and ass loads of ass wipes. (laughs) Just so much. You know, it's always it's funny because I have a twenty four pack of it right now, but. All of the water will be sold out except Dasani. Dasani. A hundred percent. I have some right now. I don't mind Dasani. But like objectively it is the worst water. It's it's yeah. just weird. All right. Well I hope that answers your question about what the typical summer in the USA is like, Master Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Our next one comes in from Jish, who has a question for the team. The best JRPGs they could play on the Steam Deck. I guess I gotta field this one. Yeah, you could start for sure. I have a couple ideas, but I don't know how they would run. Um, so older the better, but you can get some AAA runs one running on low settings. Uh, so you can get the Final Fantasy VII remake running pretty well. Um, you can get um some of the. The, the HD 2D ones like Octopath. You can get Octopath Traveler 1 and 2 on Steam. Uh, Tales of Arise, I think, is probably a good one to dip your toes in. Um, tra- the Trail series will run perfectly on the Steam Deck. Um, the only thing about the Trail series is you're going to have to, same thing with Morrowind, you're going to have to do a combination of controller and uh, trackpad support. Because in order to activate your S... S-brakes. You guys are the Trails people. What are they? The S- S-brakes. Thank you. In order to activate the S-brakes, you have to use the trackpad to actually manually select it like you would a, a mouse. Um, but everything else you can map to a, to a controller. And there's community layouts out there for that. Um, and then if you really want to dive into the rabbit hole, you can get Emudeck and you can play jrpgs from the nes snes ps1 era and just go whole ham so hopefully that gives you some some suggestions the only the only thing i would say is no matter what you get if it's a more modern one you're probably not going to be able to bump up the graphics to anything past low so if you're looking for something that's pretty you probably are better off playing that on your pc um if I could throw a series out there, um, oh, hold on now, give me one, one second. All right, okay, so let me edit what I'm gonna say real quick. Um, so the Neptunia series, right? Um, Neptunia, 
Rebirth 1 and Neptunia Rebirth 2 Sisters Generation are both Steam Deck verified. Um, but Neptunia 3, uh, or Bert, Rebirth 3 V Generation is Steam Deck playable. Not verified. And then V2, Mega Dimension Neptunia V2 is unverified. Or unsupported, I mean. So, the first two uh, Neptunia games, I, I highly... They're, they're so quirky, and they're so fun, and they're they're charming. Give them a shot. Um, let me check one more. And just more. because it's unverified doesn't mean that it won't work. It just means that there's something up with the game that doesn't 100% vibe with what Steam's looking for in the... <coughs> And yeah. to get that verified. Since the boys covered a lot of the ones that I would have probably said to the one I'm going to throw out there that they did not say, and that just checked and it is Steam Deck playable but not verified. But I played it on the Switch originally, so it's going to be just fine. Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> I still need to play that game. So good, so long. Yeah, but so it's a good. long boy. So if you want to play a really good long game, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. There's three games right now that Dalton is going to hound me until I play, and I still haven't gotten to them yet. What are they? I know I know. Trails, oh, yep. Yakuza, yep. and the one you just mentioned. Dragon Quest Link. It's, it's late here. Dragon Persona 5 Royal is also Steam Deck verified. Ooh, that's another good choice if you haven't played that. just, just uh, Any of the Persona games, I'm sure, would run fine on it, Yeah, to be honest. I have Persona 4 Golden on mine. And another thing I'm hyped for is the Persona 3 remake. Yeah, that Persona 3 remake is fire, and I can't believe they left in the uh, the whole gun to the head summon the Persona thing. Oh, if they didn't, there was going to be riots. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right. Our next one's from Jeff. What video game world would you love to get trans to, to get teleported to? So I think it's got to be a somewhat pleasant world, at least, right? Because you don't want to end up in whatever world Elden Ring takes place in. Fuck no. I don't want to be in any RPG world. (laughs) Because there's one. I think there's one that I would go to. What's that? Pokemon? No, not Pokemon. That's a second. Eorzea. Final Fantasy XIV? Yeah. Bro, there's so much calamity and crazy bullshit that happens there. But when it doesn't happen, it's a beautiful, gorgeous landscape where you can buy a house, allegedly, and go fishing and take up cooking and just live your life. And it's just it's pretty like there is nothing about that game that isn't pretty. Yeah, that's fair. That's a very fair point. So. But yeah, you you are right about the calamity stuff, but you know, you got a warrior of light for that, so you're you'll be good. It's true. Um, I think I'm just gonna go somewhere nice and pleasant. Let's just I haven't even played this game, but just the fact that you can get a house, be the mayor of an island, and just chill and live your life with your island friends. Let's just go to Animal Crossing, man. It just seems like a good place to be. And see, parts of my brain were leaning towards games like that, too. Like Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, Rune Factory. All these games, like Rune Factory would be cool, but there's a little more shit that goes on there. Um, There is some combat, yeah. If I wanted to be totally chill, 
and totally zen and just pop into a game world where all I had to worry about is what happens in that game. It's going to be ultimate fishing. That's fair. That's very fair. (laughs) But if I had to pick somewhere where I had to go and enjoy the landscape and we're putting aside the calamities and all of that stuff, man, the world from Kingdoms of Amalur was beautiful. You know, it was, it was, it was beautiful. If I could do it, like, in fact, avoiding all the bad shit that happens in the game, if I could just go live in that first town where the hero grew up in Dragon Quest Eleven, like, that's a vibe, dude. Yeah. I could live that. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Right. Next one from Jeff. So this question was inspired by an anime. I don't know which one. Just an anime. You have enough points to master a skill using Morrowind's skill tree. Which skill would you master 100%? Oh, man. It's an interesting one because Mormon doesn't have a skill tree much like, you know, Skyrim does. It's kind of like all more individual things that are influenced by attributes, like the attributes being like endurance, strength, agility, speed, personality, intelligence, and willpower. And then there's the skills within each of those. So, honestly, I think the one that would be the most fun to master would be sneak. Just no one could see me coming. Never underestimate the sneaky. I bet never see it coming. You'll see that my mind is just too fast for us. So I, um, oh God, you gotta cover <laughs> that song, doll. So, I don't know. Did you just hear that key? <laughs> so I think I think a sneak is what um, I'm gonna take. I'll take uh, athletics because then at least I'll be <laughs> in shape. I'm gonna go speechcraft, so I can just talk my way in or out of any smart one. Or so you have to sneak around, and then if I happen to get hot, you can talk them out of it. It's fine. <laughs> there you go. All right, and our final question for the week from Kana, and I don't really understand the question's meaning. In honor of Monica's birthday on Friday, she asks, how can you write love into your reality? I'm hmm. a kid. But how can you write love into your reality? I don't know. I didn't have to write it. I got married and I'm very, very happy about it. And I have been married since 2012. So, I mean, is that what I mean? You did write that. You did make the conscious choice to propose and get married and have all that. And I would, you know, three years ago, I would have said yeah. that. But do haven't having a kid is I mean, I know he's not my kid biologically, yeah, he but he's my damn kid. Like. Like, I, I, I've never experienced anything like this in my life, and it's it's something else. Word up. You right there, Dalton? Yeah, sorry. I, I'm, say, I, I Googled how can how can write love into reality, because I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? It's a question from Monica in a game, I think, is how can I write love into reality? Um, I, I, dude, as, as weird as this is going to sound, I'm going to agree with... Mikhailov because like I tell Brandy all the time I'm like I love you differently because you've been my best friend for 15 years straight like I love her unconditionally but her little girl like it's a whole other thing that activates in me when I'm around her you know what I mean it's like I grew up never ever wanting to be a parent I was like I don't want to have kids I want to be the cool uncle that's got the nice house that doesn't have to do all that shit and then Brandy comes over to my house with this little girl, and suddenly I'm like, fuck, I would give anything I could to give this little girl the life that she deserves. And 
I don't even know how to explain that because me and Brandy aren't even dating. We're not even like, it's not like that. But dude, I will be the best dad that I can be for that little girl or at least father figure, male, role model, whatever you want to call it. Like, I can't explain it. I'm getting misty eyed right now. I'm glad that there's no things on my glasses. There, there literally is no explaining it. Like, I, 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 I don't even know how to describe it. It's yeah. just, it's so, something, it's because, and you're probably experiencing this too, but like the look that they give you, it's just, just, just unconditional. Oh, like she, there is, go ahead. I was say that, so I have this thing where like, if I'm trying not to cry, I close one of my eyes really tight and it just yeah. helps me. Like if I'm ever talking about something rough, I can do that and talk about it without crying. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm sitting on the couch one night, I'm getting ready to head home. And Brandy was like getting some stuff together and was standing there. And Daphne's sitting next to me. And she, Daphne just looks at me and with her little voice, she just goes, I love you, Dalton. And I'm going to miss you until next time you come over. And it took everything I had to not just cry. I, I don't know why. It just triggered something in me. So I would say, how to write love into your reality? Find unconditional love. And, and she meant every word of that. She was not lying to you. Yeah. Because little kids are brutally honest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I I think I think that moment for me was um, when I uh, picked him up from daycare one day, and now up until kind of recently, because uh, we've been fostering him and we actually thought he was going to go home at one point. You know, he has been calling us by our first names, and apparently one day last week, he said to one of his teachers who then relayed the information to me and he's three he's my daddy he's the best oh yeah that that felt really good and and i just when she told me that like i same thing like i almost broke down because i know he meant that yeah and it just it, it is very inexplicable and i know we're getting very sappy here on a <laughs> podcast but <laughs> Yeah, man. But yeah, that's 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 my answer. That's that's how love got written into my reality for the second time. What's what's up, man? Yeah. So that's is that the end. end of the question? Oh shit, son! I guess I need to let everybody know what we're yeah, playing. I think huh? your game hates Mondays, right? Yeah, it does. It's a real Garfield. Uh, yeah. So we're we're doing uh, Garfield Kart Furious Racing. Yeah, yeah, right. that's the one. Uh, <laughs> and you can only win the game if you get the game to crash to French. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, we were playing that one night, and Willie's game crashed, and his error message was all in French. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but no, we, we are going to... So I figured it would be fun to... We saw the beginnings of where Bethesda really started to take off, right? With Morrowind, they picked up steam, they released Oblivion, and it was the rocket was off from there. To see where they've gone through Elder Scrolls games and Fallout games to where they are at now with Starfield. Space! Space. (laughs) Just space? Oh, man, so much space. Um, That's a Spaceballs reference if you didn't get it. Just space? Not in here, mister. This is a Mercedes. Oh my god, Mega Maid's gone from suck to blow. Okay, no. Anyway. um, What does this happen in the movie? But we are going to 
play some Starfield. I think it'll be a cool comparison to be like, this is what it was. This is what it is now. Because this is the first new IP since, holy shit, a very <laughs> long time. I think it was like 21 years or something like that. And I think it was well, Jeremy. Skyrim was the, was the last... Was Skyrim the last Bethesda? Oh, no, I'm forgetting the Fallout ones. No, no, I'm no. sorry. I, I don't play Fallout. I, but yeah, but I'm talking about this is like OG. Like, So this is the first time in that long that they've come up with something new. Since then, they've just been doing oh. Elder Scrolls and Fallout. That's true. And that's true. In-house, at least. They publish other things, like id software and stuff. But like in-house, that's what they've been doing. And I think it was Jeremy that sent it to me the other day and was like, they shared that, like, you know, this is Bethesda's first new IP in 21 years or whatever it was. And Jeremy goes, you know, weird flexed for Bethesda to come out and just be like, yeah, we've been releasing sequels for <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> Here's something new. But uh, I have already got over 50 hours into it. Um, it is incredible. I don't want to get too much into it, but I'm, I'm fair warning. Two weeks from now, there's just going to be. Dalton come all over the place talking about this game because it is like everything that I hoped it would be and more and I can't wait to dive more into it with you guys and talk about in and in and outs and Mikhailov you're going to join us with that one too right so you can be part of the comparison yeah because I when you said uh before we went on that you were playing that you uh you welcomed me back in which I very much appreciate and you had pitched it that way you had kind of said you know you shared this journey with us doing Bethesda from the beginning. Why don't you help us uh, look at Bethesda in 2023? And I I need to play the game anyway, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, man. And if anybody listening wants to play along, you know, it is available on Steam. Um, it's expensive. Or you can do Game Pass, and it is on Game Pass. Um, quick side note for no one but Nate and Willie when he listens to this figured out why my Halo install was smaller than y'all's. So on Steam, when you download the Halo collection, you can go in and all the games are split up as ah, DLC. Okay. So I went in to manage DLC and didn't have Halo 4 and Halo that 3. I just had Reach and 1 installed. So that's why my game was significantly smaller than y'all's. <laughs> now, why is this game so small? Now I have all of them. And uh, it's a lot. And I'm thinking to myself, do I need Halo 4 right now? If I'm just playing Halo 1 and Halo 2, I could probably wait on that. So I might uninstall it again. But I don't know. That's another question or another thing. This just popped in my head. But yeah, Starfield. Uh, can't wait to see what you guys think of it. Uh, do not expect anyone to beat it. <coughs> I just want you guys to have a good time for the next couple of weeks. And we can come back and talk about it. So that just leaves house cleaning, my good gentlemen. Yeah, if you would please... Give us a five-star rating wherever you listen. Uh, iTunes, uh, give us a good rating over on Spotify, however that works. Wherever you get your pods, it helps us a lot in the algorithm. Please go leave us a like an actual like review on iTunes. That would be sweet. The more uh, five-star reviews we get, the more games I want to give away. So it just keep those coming in. It, it, it helps out tremendously. If you want to come join the Discord, which is where the magic happens, and that's where the community thrives. We really hope to see you there. Bit.ly slash TSMP, all capital letters. You want to go check out the website, which is up to date. Thanks to one Dane himself. Bit.ly slash the Steam Machine Podcast. Just capitalize that phonetically. Patreon. 
If you would literally like to help me pay bills right now because I am out of work because my manager sucked, see question asked earlier, um, patreon.com slash the steam machine podcast. That one's just all lowercase, easy peasy. Um, dollar a month will support the show, get you the episodes early and ad free. Um, if you want your name right out on each and every episode, that is going to be $10 a month or more. Um, I'll leave that up to you, but you can get your name right out like these wonderful, wonderful people right here. Nate Sir Cogsworth, the 7th of June nipper. Jeff, the original expendable Mr. Syllables. Old Jeffy Lube himself, the man with a thousand nicknames. Arise or Adam, shout out to his podcast, Revival and Extinction, which is also now a blog in the Steam Machine Discord. Come join. James, the Steam Machine. Oh, modern hall. Team Retro, go check him out over on the YouTubes. Mr. Puzzles, Dane himself, and Chad the Mad Lad, no goddamn C in his last name, Schaefer. Thank you all very, very much. We do appreciate you. Uh, you got, like I said, you guys are literally helping pay my insurance. Uh, so I appreciate that. And, uh, anybody else who joins is going to start helping with other bills. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, shout out to Yazpaw, yet another BS podcast. It's the, the off week of Steam Machine. You can catch me over there with Jeremy shooting the shit for a couple hours. Uh, shout out to the JRPG report where you can find me and Mikhailov now, uh, talking about the weekly JRPG news. You want to buy a shirt? TSMPproductions.threadless.com. Go pick you up a shirt. Uh, you can get a Yazpod shirt. You can get a Steam Machine shirt. You can get a Nile of Nightmare shirt. Uh, hell, you can even get all of that on underwear if you want on there. Show music. Go check me out over at Bandcamp. Nile the Nightmare at Bandcamp. Oh, I almost got all of that out before that burp was coming. Bandcamp. Nile the Nightmare at Bandcamp.com. I did just release a new album, the Love and Hate mixtape. I believe it's eight dollars for fourteen songs or so. Go pick it up. Um, and yeah, again, just leave us a five star review wherever you pick up your stuff. Nate, I know better than to ask you if you got anything to plug anymore. But Mikolov, plug your shit. So Team Retrog on X on YouTube. Um, I'm also on the Steam Machine Discord. I'm also on the JRPG Discord, and I'm on the Retro Handhelds Discord. Uh, RetroHandhelds.gg. If you want to go join that community, um, I am partnered with all of those lovely communities, and it's where I hang out in between videos. And when you uh, next see me on YouTube, I'm going to be uh, reviewing a $60 handheld that could play up to PS1 and has a really interesting screen. So check that out when uh, I can get my act together and get that up. All right, then. I lost the screenshot that I was going to quote here at the end, so it doesn't matter. Till next time, guys. Do me the biggest favor. Get out there. Whack- oh no, that's the wrong show. I was about to do J- <laughs> I was about to do JRPG reports ending. Then almost did Yavishpod's ending. Oh no, Dalton. It's it's, it's a beefy episode. Yeah, it is it is late. It is late, and it's been a long episode. Just fucking take it easy, Outlander. Fire and
on the heart. Lord, lay down your weapons. It is not too late for my mercy. Oh, oh, come and look upon the heart. Upon the heart. Oh, oh, oh. I'm a god. How can you kill a god? What a grand and intoxicating innocence. I'm a god. How can you kill a god? Shame on you, sweet Maravar. I'm a god. I'm a god. I'm a god. God. I'm a god. I'm a god. I'm a god. Welcome, moon and star. Come to me through fire and war. Oh, oh. Come, Maravar. Come and look upon the heart. Look upon the heart. Lay down your weapons, it is not too late for my mercy. Oh, oh, come and look upon my heart, upon my heart. Oh, 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 I'm a god, how can you kill a god? What a grand and intoxicating innocence. I'm a god, how can you kill a god? Shame on you, sweet Zarabar. I'm a god. I'm a god. I'm a god. God. I'm a god. I'm a god. I'm a god. No recall or intervention can work in this place. There is no escape. No recall or intervention can work in this place. There is no escape. No recall or intervention can work in this place. There is no escape. No recall or intervention can work in this place. There is no escape. Oh, I'm a god. How can you kill a god? What a grand and intoxicating innocence. I'm a god. How can you kill a god? Shame on you, sweet Zarabar. I'm a god. I'm a god. I'm a god. God. I'm a god. I'm a god. I'm a god.